to a convention, video game rooms, right? Help yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, hell, sure. you're from Michigan, Yumacon. We did Yumacon. I'm, World I'm Night from Gaming. Indy. Oh, okay. Uh, we Gen did ASEN as well. We did ASEN. <laughs> we did we did ASEN. Okay. Uh, we did ASEN. Uh, we did uh, Yumacon. We've did, done Anime Milwaukee. All the like rando sure. Wisconsin ones. Yeah, um, I've been to Yumacon. Okay. So okay. Familiar. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we so we helped run a lot of that stuff. Uh, I don't work for the company anymore, but that company did do the retro game room at Gen Con this like two or three years ago. Awesome. Um. So like we used to do that. We used to on purpose stash the the sweaty Smash Brothers as far away from the rest of the video game. Uh, consoles as we possibly could so yeah. one year at uh it was uh uh summer games done quick the first year they moved up to saint paul slash minneapolis they had a literal basement like separated off of the wing from the main floor it's where they it's it's we, where we belong <laughs> like we just to, to be honest and it's people, it's because, like, it's a speedrunning event. It's not, like, really a, a convention. It's not really right. a thing. It, and so, like, the VGR room was just there for people practicing their speedruns to go to it. But you couldn't set up a video game room physically anywhere without setting up Smash somewhere. And so yeah. we literally stashed the Smash Bros in the basement. And you could... Yeah, it's it's where we belong. And you could smell um, it every time. Shout out to <laughs> a Marth Main, Redskin Marth Main. Um... <laughs> absolutely the worst video game community i've ever been a part of i wish them nothing but ill Unbelievable! Um, but yes i i grinded smash unfortunately for <laughs> a couple years amazing amazing <laughs> and i see jack eggs already showing up showing out sj dropping a dropping a fiver on the chat there so enjoy those gift subs uh kicker with a tier one sub for 20 years and an 18 year streak that streak is old enough to buy smokes though maybe not for long uh thank you so much for that kicker chat gang what is up i'm of course the magical mr mephisto the most dangerous man in age of sigmar uh welcome to the great enhancing part do that i think that means two i'm not certain <laughs> i am joined tonight by the most handsomest man in age of sigmar jupes he is a soul blight grave lords enthusiast a writer, a former Warma Hordes grinder, and a uh, recovering uh, Smash Bro. <laughs> How's it going, Jupes? I'm the cleanest Smash Brother. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And we will be uh, we will be enhancing Soul Blood Grave Lords tonight. Now, it feels weird to want to enhancenate uh, Soul Blood Grave Lords because their battle tome is like pretty much one the of the shit. yeah. It's it's the shit. It's one of the newer ones <laughs> and. Uh, I, I rate it very highly since I J just got their new book and I have my gripes with that. And by IJ, I, I'm calling it IJ and it's supposed to be Oric war clans. Uh, so I think that that says everything you need to know about that. Uh, I have my gripes with that book since their old book now is no longer. I'm going to say that the soul blood grave Lords book is the best book currently in age of Sigmar. Um, I know bold statements. So, but we're enhancing it. Um, anyway, uh, a hard task to make <laughs> the best book even more the best. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, well, they did get rid of flying blood knights, which I'll go into that. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, hobby bear. Whoa. I have at least 90 minutes until bedtime. So speaking of Lord of death showing up in the chat, uh, which the pressure is really on now. 
you know, you got Brendan, uh, the Lord of Death. Uh, he's won best death at, at Adepticon. He's swept various tournaments across the Midwest. Like, that's some pressure. We have some pressure to impress. It, it was already going to be hard enough following up basically the perfect episode with SJ Arcade and 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 uh, and the Doc King fixing yeah uh, fixing corn artifacts. Like when SJ dropped that like shout artifact, he had won the game of the Great Enhancing. Yeah, I lost my mind. It's, I'm, it, I'm changed forever. It awoken something in me. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that your life is enhanced now? That's a good word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look look to camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stare at break the fourth wall real quick. I, lo- I love the cameras in front of me, but whenever I do like gags where I'm breaking the fourth wall, I always look off to my right where there is decidedly no camera. Um, <laughs> the roar effect, that's right. So so basically what I'm saying is that we're in bonus levels right now. We are we are running victory laps uh, uh, offline. I believe you called it new game plus. This is just new game plus, new game plus. So uh, to start out tonight, uh, I want to do a little bit of a little bit of like uh, actually maybe introduce yourself. I, I kind of gave the the pitch real quick, but but chat gang, many of y'all know him already from from Haywo. Just like a real quick spiel, like why AOS, yeah. where you come from, so on and so forth. I got into mini wargaming because I had moved to a new city, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and there was a really cool shop that had a bunch of Warhammer, a bunch of 40k, but the um, the game at the time was Warmorts. They had a huge community, um, really great positive people. Somebody showed me the ropes. I bought up my first army and realized like, oh, this has kind of like the elements of card games that I like, the elements of tabletop that I found interesting. And I was like, I like this. And I did the uh, the thing that I do when I like something, which is I get obsessed with it and want to be the best at it. Uh, so I went to every tournament. <laughs> Spike I, mentality. I did, yeah, I did pretty well. Um, and then the privateer press, the press ganger system broke up and... The meta dried up. I kind of lost interest. Um, I was an artist as well as a writer growing up. So the painting aspect kind of stuck with me. Um, and a buddy of mine was like, hey, I play Age of Sigmar. It's like fantasy, but not. And, you know, pitch, I, ha- I had known about fantasy because I had bought some of the models. I never played, really. I, I just was like, these are cool. Like, I like these. I want to play with these cool toys. Um, so he got me into Age of Sigmar. Uh, I, I cycled through a couple armies initially. I picked up Skaven first. Um, kind of didn't like the inconsistency. Uh, I loved the, the, the flavor behind it. But I, I'm i too much of a spike sometimes because I want my shit to work when I want it to work. And I want it to work well. Mm-hmm. Um so I kind of switched off that. I, I dipped my toe in a couple different armies and ended up landing on Legions and Nagash, which wasn't doing super hot. But that would have been after counts. it was a GHB 2018 ish. We got like a we were doing pretty good. It was no, we were good 2018. It was like the 2019. We got like a like a big. That's when I got into it. Yeah, we got uh, a big pimp um, slap. So we were like, ugh, ugh, the over nerf happened. Yeah. Yeah, go so on. So yeah. I. I got into that and I was like, you know, I, I knew enough about fantasy just through browsing 
1d4 chan um and i was like vampire counts are sick you know i like vampires i'm still a goth kid obviously you never stop being a goth kid right like you, I, you I stay goth out it. of it yeah the bella lugosi um, shirt by the way is is chef's kiss like absolutely and i was fantastic. like cool you know my play group is ko zinch daughters of cain i Deepkin, and then a guy who rotates iron jaws slaves to darkness so i got shit hammered for the first year i didn't win for a year which we've already talked i i i've made it aware that i'm competitive um Imagine my delight when the Soul Blight book comes out and vampires are good now. And then I can turn around and smash my friends who had been crushing me yeah. for for so long. And it's fun. I mean, we're all we know we all know deal. It's there's no, you know it's not toxic when at all cost. It's fun win at all cost we play fair we use the rules but we're we're out for blood when we show up to our game days that's fantastic. and and that's what i like I, I like you can have both the art and the the uh tryheartedness i guess um see i i don't think that that trying to play like play hard or play strong or or do a good game. I don't think any of that stuff's mutually exclusive. Like I, I don't either. I try to engage people like kind of at their level a little bit. That's where you go. Like, what kind of game are you going to play? But my best games are usually those like chess battles where we're fucking around too. You know, mm -hmm. like we're we're both playing like like just making like great moves, looking at the table. Like you 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 know when you're in the zone because like the t the boards start to kind of like swirl around each other because you start posturing and like. That that like sure. motion starts to happen around certain like objectives, and I'm like, wow, this is like a fucking great game. Like, that, I actually right. like those are my favorite games. It's not just the, like, hey, bro, like you know, like it's it's yeah. the you're playing the chess battle, but then you you've got like some friendly banter going on. Like that's like I don't think that stuff's mutually exclusive. Like the the one of the earliest things I used to really like go to task on was was this notion that competitive players are inherently whack or that whack is inherently bad like or right. like all that like mis misnomers about like you know what it means to be a great player it doesn't mean the nickel dime i think that competitive players have the most stakes for the rules to be the most balanced and the most fair for all like competitive players hate gotchas probably more than casuals quite frankly 100 percent. i want everybody to have i mean it's it's what <laughs> it's what attracted me to mash and halo before that like i like when two opponents have the same pieces it's also why i'm a huge chess fan mm. i want things to be you know i like warhammer because all the armies are distinct and you've got all this crazy shit going on right. but my my perfect like the thing that really like gets me going is equally matched opponents seeing who's best yeah. on an equal playing field yeah and you leave it on the table right like you leave yeah. it on the table like if, if someone like when and I think there's a humility that comes in, like, a true competitive spirit. I think, like, true yeah. competitors have a humility that the the casual may not have or the person who picks up, like, the OP army. They're not really interested in playing the game. They just want to win. Like, that's different from, like, the competitive spirit, right? For sure. The competitive spirit is Bill Souza taking Flesh Eater Courts uh, someplace they have no 
<laughs> business winning and just like continuing to like just show up and show out with them. How did Slanesh? What was it? That wasn't Slanesh. What was that army that was just like? Bill Sousa is the reason why I bought a black coach. And <laughs> That's right, Nighthawk. Nighthawk with like sixty hex hex rates because the Nighthawk models are beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I never see Nighthawk in tournaments. Why? Looking through tournament lists, like. Yeah. This is a bummer. And then I see Bill Souza with like four black coaches and I'm like, oh, that's that's fucking rad. <laughs> like, I I mean, granted, he crushes tournaments and I'm in Age of Sigmar, at least some nobody. <laughs> but I mean, like that. Apart from the that, hand like, handsomest man in AOS. Well, apart from that. Yeah. 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 See, the pressure is triple on because because. Because the uh, freaking former Team America captain is is in chat too, so we really got oh, good. Rest. Yeah, so I can really show my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, I love a vampire who can kick my ass. See, the show within the show never gets old. Like talking about golf ladies, and a little bit before that, scorn, which I suppose are are Skaven corn, which is mm. the army we really need. I mean, we have Flaukavai, so we we already won. Move over Marathi. You're no longer the hottest mom in Age of Sigmar based true story yeah we we have the hottest mom we have the most fun book i'm surprised why everyone isn't playing soul blight <laughs> i love the shade i i love i love this faction i true like i've been i've been bothering sj i've been talking to him about and cj a bit about starting up another army but like it's so hard because i go back to my book and i'm like well like i already have cool shit like why why should I spend a ton of money on other shit when I already have all the cool shit? I mean, I think that's a really good a really good segue into sort of my like state of the soul blight. Like, where is soul blight right now? You know, in the meta, I think there. I haven't looked at the numbers for like at least a, a couple of weeks now. I, I keep my eye on them. Yeah, yeah. So, but before I get to that, someone mentioned Catacros. The only thing they're missing is the best is like the hottest dad, and that is by far and away uh, Catacros. Well, I mean, we have the hottest mom and the hottest dad, so... Well, death in general, yes. Yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just... <laughs> hottest dad in AOS? Correct, yes. Catacross, uh the cod piece alone gets its own separate category for ma majesty, and then Catacross, the total package. Total package, look at the camera again. Uh... <laughs> It takes talent right. to look this and hot. Looks stage left. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so state of the state of the meta, like SBG is do is is pretty healthy. I don't think we're we're one of the sinister six, as Vince calls it. But like, we're I, good. But we're, they're 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 good. And when one of the things you were kind of talking about there is like the temptation to go and play a different army because it is my position that Age of Sigmar players will continue to buy Age of Sigmar product once they got you. Games Workshop knows this too, by the way. Um, Wait, the hooks are in. Yeah, once they have you, they'll con they'll continue to like. You're just going to keep buying stuff, and so that urge to like buy that second army is always there, or pick up that second game like a like a, a Blood Bowl or or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but with Soul Blight as a as a battle tome, like I find that my second army is like waiting for me in there, like where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I haven't run, you know, I haven't run like the all Blood Knights army yet, you know, and just right. So how where does that sit for you and and you know kind of maybe the meta if you you have some particulars you'd like to say about well, where you think Soul Blight is right now? I haven't gotten a, to to attend any any huge tournaments other than some locals which I've done pretty well at. Um, 
I I see them in the four and one a lot. See an occasional five zero. It's exactly where I want them to be. I don't want them to be in that top six because those are the people who are looking nervously every time a points update, every time a rules update, you know, the sweat, just the sweat. They're good. They're not oppressive. I, I've yet to play against somebody who's been like, this is, this is, you know, oppressive and I didn't have a good time. Mm-hmm. And there's so much variety. Mm-hmm. I can run Nagash, a white King and 20 blood Knights. I can run Manfred and a bunch of uh, Graveguard. Mm-hmm. I can run Veercoast. I can run a bunch of Direwolves. I can run a monster mash of like all this different stuff. Yeah. And it's just like I've been wanting to get into a second army because like I had a bunch of Nagas stuff. So most of it's already painted other than like the new hotness. Um, I've been wanting to pick up 40k and I just like I have so much fun just playing with my vampires that like it's hard to like divorce myself from it long enough to put effort into doing anything else the book is too good it's okay like a ghb will come out and then you'll and then you'll have a proper excuse but right now i'll say to the meta i mean this is it's such a healthy army uh mr reliable uh we had a guy at the renegade team event who ran full 1k direwolves list yes not great, but hot. And that's the thing is, like, you were talking about competitive balance earlier, and and I do think, and I agree with some of chat here, that this is, like, this book is just healthy. It's not mm-hmm. oppressive, like you said. Like, people tend not to walk away from the game going, that was bullshit. Like, you know, right. that, that like, knee-jerk reaction. That they, There's some, like, there's some stuff that, like, goes up to the line. Um, mm-hmm. There's always going to be certain specific things about AOS that's, like, game-wide that people don't like. You know, sure. um, but overall, like it's it's not doing it. It's not like exploiting some mechanic that that people already hate to like make it worse for you. It they right. they by and large play fair. Uh, people mm-hmm. finally figured out how to play around our grave sites. It it took them a full uh, a full three editions to figure it out. But now that that water level has raised on the uh, like like we said it would way back mm-hmm. in first edition, every death player was like just get good and they're like he just told me to get good and they'd flip the table and like that's right. not constructive um but now that people have gotten good because the longer a game goes around the more people mm-hmm. consume great shows like mine and Halo, the better they get at playing the game cubic shenanigans is a great teaching show the more that water mm-hmm. level raises the less you know feels bad exist in like some some weird mechanics right for sure um but yeah like a good variety i think the weakest is of Evangor- angori uh, the monster mashiest one, but not like, after <laughs> but not after tonight. And uh, but you can still run like a two dragon list that is yeah. very competitive, and right? it's fun. Yeah, and you know if you wanted to run two dragons, like a, a, a pack of like five blood knights and a bunch of zomblors, like that's a list you can do some work with that. I what I always want from an army is an army that always gives me a chance to compete, not just play, compete. That I know yep. that if I am making my, if I build a, a good list, mm-hmm. give myself a pet unit or like a, a theme build that I'm I'm aiming toward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I want to take a Neapolitan list in this army. You can. You, sure. There's a role for skeletons. There's a role for wolves. There's a role for like all of our battle line options. Pretty much have their time and place. And if you know how to use them well, you're going to do well with them. Right. I mean, it's just it's the dream. 
There and are I, a couple outliers, but there always will be. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, the list that I play, um, I, I keep track of the tournaments, like Austin especially. Um, my my main list is Manfred, Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, 10 Direwolves, 210 Skeletons, 220 Blood Knights with the uh, Great Blades. And lo and behold, I hop on uh, the Austin results and I see somebody you know, probably a thousand times more skilled than myself running the exact same list. Uh, I looked at a couple other tournaments from like Scotland, other people running that exact same list. So I, I had to pat myself on the back moment of, Oh, maybe I'm onto something here, but I, I love that you can play any way you like any way you want. I also have, a Nagash 20 Blood Knights list. Like, it's it's just... It's being spoiled, pure and simple. Like, just spoiled for options. Uh, sorry, Chad is accusing you of MPE toxic handsomeness right oh, now. Oh, no! <laughs> That's such a bummer. Well, you can go to my Twitch channel and see me get my ass handed to me by... Uh, Horn player extraordinaire SJ Arcade and see probably the worst roles you will ever see in a uh, in an Age of Sigmar game. Um, yeah. But no, SJ is a, a beautiful opponent and just a, a genuinely great. Real real quick, what was your Twitch handle? Just just uh, it is my Twitch for if my people Twitch want to handle. go to Twitch, yeah, to to see you get beat. To see this this beautiful face uh, in there, shame. you go. Yeah, there it is. So, Twitch TV slash it's me, Jupes. I'll, I'll have a link in the down there part um, for anyone who's checking the vod later. Um, and uh, to, to Tristan's point here, has a positive win rate against the mid tier and bottom tier armies at, mm-hmm. uh, and then at forty one percent against the top tier Sinister Six. Uh, that's because the Sinister Six, a lot of it is shooting, and yeah. shooting is our Achilles heel. Uh, yeah. If shooting gets dealt with because everyone's complaining about that right now, then that's going to go up for our army. Again, it's healthy. The problem for yeah. us is the problem for everybody. You don't want it to be like our gatekeeper gets out the way and we fucking steamroll everybody. That would yeah. mean our book isn't healthy right now. My main opponent is KO. So, trust me, I hear you people who who get frustrated sometimes with shooting. It is what it is. You just gotta you gotta adapt. Yeah, I mean t- th- that's where I think playing to your outs, like learning your outs, playing to your mm-hmm. outs. This is something I, I question that popped into my mind as you were as you were talking earlier about LON uh, and just kind of getting stomped. Learning to play to your outs is a is is a not just necessary. It it is a necessary. It is essential that you right. you know it's not just something we say. It's something that you absolutely must must do. Uh, learn your bad matchups, play them, and understand what your outs are in bad matchups, so that mm-hmm. like. At least at the mercy of a die roll, and you're playing to one of your outs, you can you can take over, right? And it'll make you a better player, right? And and that's where playing from the back foot with LON. Do you think like getting just like hammered on by LON, or when you were playing LON in their sort of like falling out phase? Do you think that helped you get better? Did it was it stagnant? Did it do nothing? Oh, yeah. Like what? Okay. Oh yeah, it 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 helped me learn valuable lessons about positioning. It helped me learn valuable lessons about order of activation um you know it 
it very much reinforced the fundamentals because I didn't have much else to go off of if I wanted to get close. I had to play picture-perfect games against people with not just strong armies because a strong army does not a tournament winner make. Mm -hmm. Strong armies and very bright people piloting them. I I am hesitant to ever say, oh, well, he just won that tournament because Gargans are OP. He won that tournament because Doc is OP. That, oh, that tournament winning Doc player would go up against the same list and shred somebody mm -hmm. because they have the fundamentals right. locked down and they know they have the reps in to know what to do. So playing LON got me those reps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus you plus you end up like what you're talking about, like the OP list or the OP army. They end up right. against the other OP list OP armies, and the, the pilot skill is really what comes through. And we're yeah. seeing that more this edition than 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 ever before. There's just a lot more decision points in the game now, and decisions is where you see good players come out. Yeah, right. Like hundred percent. Anytime you have an opportunity to make a decision, you have the opportunity to make the wrong decision, and there like you just and I think that's why you're seeing like the the real skill of the players like really start to to I've always held the line that player skill mattered a lot was weighted a lot more than like some some of our earlier uh consensus might have been I've always mm -hmm. held that line but now I've I've been proven ultimately correct in the uh, dialectical sense that I always was uh so you're welcome everyone Lord Whale with the tier one sub for five years thank you so much for that uh, and uh, please please stop starting that cult. Um, I already have enough cult of personality. I don't need a literal cult. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, state of the, any any closing thoughts on state of, state of the meta for SBG? I think it's good. Like I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I I like knowing that you know I can and not easily, but there's a good chance of going three two if I really like mind my p's and q's for one. Or, you know, if I'm really, like, on my shit, 5-0. Mm -hmm. Granted, if I'm going to huge ITC, that's probably not going to happen. But <laughs> there's there's a there's a chance, which is what I like. Right. And and that's the thing is, like, uh, I, I believe uh, uh, Team America player uh, Sean's got a pretty good quote. Uh, quote. He's been on he's been on the Rantathon a couple times now on the doctor's mm -hmm. block. He says that, like, you know, sort of like being good will get you three and two, you know. How does it go? I'm going to mix mix up the order, but I think people understand the gist I'm getting at or the paraphrase I'm going at. He's like, you know, being good will get you three and two, right? Mm -hmm. Then you need to have, like, pairings will get you four, like, four and one. And yeah. then the 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 playing out of your mind slash having luck on your side will get you the five and oh. Sure. And so, like, you're you're sort of like, the, the three, two, four, and one are things that are sort of in your control. That's mm -hmm. the, I want to play well. I'm going to pick an army that's going to have good pairings because I I've read sure. the meta. I know like that like I'm going into a place where there's going to be a lot of soul blight grave lords. I'm going to bring something that beats soul blight grave lords, right? Like right. Um, that sort of soft RPS we're starting to see settle into our game too. You know, so it and then that that five and out oh, like that's more of an any given Sunday. Like once you once you're on top tables, you know, once you're performing at that level, you're performing at that level with other people at that level, and you're talking about like one percent and two percent of advantages. Are sure. starting to decide some some stuff, and you just you kind of got to be like if you're at four and one, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, be happy. You're you're any given Sunday away from a five and zero finish, right? right. Like, and 
for me, like, I, I was a big, I kind of understate sometimes how much I grinded Warm Wars. And I'll, and I'll hearken back to that a lot because I, I gained a lot of experience playing that game. Granted, different game system, but, you know, I, I did have some pretty big tournament wins. And I have no, you know, I'm not going to say no interest because I know myself and I know how I can be. Um, but when I show up to a tournament now and I go 3-2, like, sick. Like, that's that's awesome. I think wanting a winning weekend is a, is a healthy goal for a lot of people. I mean, and I, I think that's the start. That's the starting point. I know coming over from, from, from some tournament play, uh, being an MTG grinder, being literally a king of the hill of, of the my, my own tiny little con circuit as far as, like, uh, fighting games went to the, my particular fighting games of choice. Like, I know that feeling, and I've been around games my whole life. I'm like, I could pick up games pretty well and perform at a decent level. It's just how, like, my brain is wired for them. I've played them a bunch. As long as I find the right bridge in the right sort of, like, communication for, like, well, this is, like, in Magic when you have a control player, like, and they're going to try to counterspell you. And I'm like, oh, so it's, oh, okay, uh, then I know how to deal with that, right? Like, <laughs> you know, that's that's the sort of, you know, once you have those bridges over, you, you the sort of, like, the, the uh, sort of diminishing returns mm-hmm. on, like, getting into a game are a little bit easier. But, like, the thinking I'm going to go to a tournament with, like, a bunch of people who were about as good as you or, you know, better, and just, I'm going to yeah. take the first tournament I go to, I'm going to get best death the first turn. That goal can become prohibitive to to a, a good experience. Yeah, but 100%. A th- but a three and two is a healthy goal for your first, second, third tournament because, one, it's a lot more achievable. Mm-hmm. It's very, it it's also puts you in that, like, uncomfortable zone of learning something if you drop to two and three. Yeah. What stopped you from going to three and two, right? Like, you always want to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone with a goal, right? That's, yeah. the, you know, if it's painting. How you grow. Yeah, that's how you grow. You always want to be a little bit uncomfortable. You never want to be comfortable. So that's my little, uh, my little. And as a visual artist, I appreciate that 100%. Um, the biggest piece of advice I ever got was if you get to a certain point, and I've heard it on many painting channels, I've heard it in traditional painting. Um, which was where I came from. Uh, if you get to the point and you're like, I could ruin this whole piece if I try this, that's where you want to be. And then you want to do it. Brilliant. Because that's where the growth happens. And that that goes for everything. The, that goes for painting. That goes for getting better at tournaments. That goes for getting better at your job. Like, everything. Like, you get to a point where you're like, there's that tipping point, and if I try this, it might not work. But if it doesn't work, great. You learned that it doesn't work. If you did, if it did work, great. You're now at four and one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's the uh, the live dangerously, paint dangerously sort of like mentality. I'm gonna move this up here so people have an opportunity to see the chat game comment before it gets cut off. All right. Um. No, brilliant advice uh, to transition in here. Um. So. As far as like artifacts go, uh, this is not a fault of the Soulblight Gravelords book. As we've mentioned, it is the best book um, uh, right now, currently written, uh, currently active. Uh, that could change. Uh, but artifacts are just something that I feel like Games Workshop has traditionally struggled with. 
Um, I want to give a little bit of insight to not Games Workshop's design process so much, but from my experience, some I've, I've beta tested and alpha tested several different like video games and tabletop games. Um, like I've been a writer all my life. I've you know worked on sides of things. Um, the way a game is designed is a little bit different from from maybe how people think sometimes. Um, and this is to give credence to like you know obviously like the writers are working hard. I don't think that. You know, it's not like they're they're writing crap artifacts on purpose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a it's it's design constraints. Sometimes they're told like actually every book needs you're gonna have every book needs six artifacts uh, for every sub allegiance, and they need a sword, a helm, a cloak, a dagger, and you can do two weird ones, right? Like it right. And it can it, you can get design you can get design constraints like that. Uh, but more pointedly, oftentimes when it comes to like a physical text that is being printed out. You have some very specific design constraints, like down to the character and number of like the number of characters you put on a page. Yep. Sometimes, with sometimes, oftentimes companies, most companies I've worked with, you have a layout set for that battle tome. They know it's going to be 160 pages, beginning mm -hmm. to end, before a, a drop of ink is down. Okay. Uh, this sounds like this is your experience too, from from your writer side of things. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so so like it can be like uh, you get like we know you're gonna have you, you, the allegiance section of a book is gonna be this big, and it's gonna be this many pages. You're gonna get a page of artifacts here, a page of artifacts there, and you're just and it's gonna be this many characters, or this many. It's gonna take up this amount of space. So what some people don't always realize when they go in and they feel like there are filler artifacts, like yeah sometimes like there have to be there have to be there there are things that you throw in and so i want to lay that all out there as we're about to like armchair quarterback the shit out of this uh that is designers i see you i feel you uh but still like we we're gonna we're gonna zhuzh up the artifacts so i want everyone to know that like there is some design stuff that like is kind of getting hand waved here um mm -hmm. cut some slack oh, yeah. there yeah. um I'm, I'm looking at my list now yes <laughs> and uh and uh, for now, you you have your own agenda going into this. I'll let you explain yours in a second. Um, and mm -hmm. I've got my own agenda going into this uh, because any good writer, any good designer, uh, I by the way love the designer side of things a lot more than the developer side of things. And I could give you a whole show on that. Like I've already done that in a previous rant cast. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's a designer and a developer. Um, a. a, a a hare and a tortoise, like there, a writer and an editor, like there's a sort of like there are two sort of like ways to approach. Now, a lot of writers do edit their own stuff, but any great writer will always tell you, do not be the editor the same time you're being the writer. Yeah, the writer's job is to write, 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 get out the idea, be as creative as possible, get the story together. Don't worry about the fact that you said it was midnight in that scene and noon in the next. Just go, 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 go. Right, right, right. Get it out. Let the creativity flow. The editor's job is to go back and deal with all that shit. And yeah. that's sort of you, by the way, as a writer, you go back and you do your 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 syntax edit and you go back there and you do your oh, own yeah. personal edits too. But again, when you go to a design, when you jump to games then, you're talking like a designer and a developer. This is one of the things that I think Games Workshop should ab could absolutely have room for improvement on is just hiring more developers and designers and that relationship being a little bit stronger because right now you have writers and designers being also developers and like they're just sort of yeah. that's and i'm gonna go ahead go ahead yeah jump in here i'm gonna tell you here uh just in, when it comes to design 
just I uh, something stuck out about the writing end um, for anyone who is an aspiring writer or a current writer writing is done in the editing great writing is made in your edits I am one of those people I'm I wouldn't consider myself a great writer but what I mean is most of my best ideas become more fleshed out when I edit them that's the eureka moment right like that's yeah. the like that's the moment where like you have a good idea and you're like you're fleshing something out it's when you go back in that second time because the point of getting it all out there is you get it all out there so that it's there it's not lost in the ether and right. when you go back to that like drives a cadillac and you're just like what, what? <laughs> and then you're just like cadillac what was i thinking Does and he? like Oh, and then like and that's where you start to think it a little bit more, and then and that's where like some of that genius stuff sort of comes through. Yeah. I, I, um, but again, it's writer, developer, or, or sorry, uh, yeah, uh, you know, designer, developer. Important things to understand. Um, now, every writer, every designer, as well as developers, are going to have their own agenda. Like developers are going to say, "Hey, your page layout," and you know, stuff like that. Um, when you go into writing, on the writing side, where you what I was taught, and you can speak to this if it's the same or different, what I was taught uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and a lot of the advanced courses I took getting, getting there um, was essentially a, a hammering home premise. Premise, premise, premise. What's your premise for your story? What's your character premise? If the character premise clashes with the, the story premise, story premise always wins. Like Most character premises should reinforce the story premise, and you can get to like more complex stories where, like, premises are interwoven or they evolve and so on and so forth but like blah 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 premise 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 okay mm -hmm. um this is very similar to something else you're going to hear uh vince and other people say a lot of times which is your first principles uh pretty much a similar idea right yeah. your first principles of a design my principles essentially going into this is i wanted to make more interesting artifacts interesting mm -hmm. is not always the same as balanced yeah. Uh, and I had a sort of like one of my premises, one of my sort of like I use my premise and I use my design principles as a uh, as like guardrails. When mm -hmm. I start to go off the rails or like I go, oh, nope, that's out of line. And I go back on the rails uh, This in writing. I use my premise if I get stumped on where I think how a scene should play out. Well, what serves the premise better? Mm -hmm. That's that's how the scene should pr play out. Um so one of my sort of like other guiding principles of design was uh, I wanted to make artifacts that I wanted to use and I could see being used for a specific thing or to enable yeah. a specific thing. Now, I did leave some open-ended combos because you're going to like get some of that, but that's where mm -hmm. playtesting is. That's where developing comes in, right? So I am on the, I'm in the designer brain. I did kind of re-edit some of these and I wrote in suggestions for fixing some of my own items. But I wanted sure. to lay my cards on the table for when I went in here. I went into each sub-allegiance. Mm -hmm. I wrote them each an artifact. Uh, I got carried away. I fixed a few <laughs> artifacts. <laughs> and then I wrote two bonus artifacts. Rather, I wrote one bonus artifact, and then I asked the Lord of Death, Brendan, if he could have one artifact, what would it be? He told me, and I essentially designed it. Well, I didn't design He told me what it would be, and I, 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 I guess I was the developer in that sense. He designed sure. it, and I developed it. <laughs> so For sure. Uh, so that look at that little interplay. See, you wear that. That writers, we wear the hats. So, so that's yeah. my agendas. That's what I did. Uh, what was your experience? What was your process? So, um, 
it's kind of add add an addition to premise. My my big wisdom was always context is the great equalizer. Without it, nothing in your story makes any sense. Well, that's life advice too, by the way. Context yeah. is everything. But... So, I wanted to. I was going into this book with artifacts that are already good, um, like Virkos and Castelli. You take other artifacts other than amulet. Like I, I see it regularly. Um, so my, I, I went with the the emotional aspect of the book. Ooh, I, I, I read like the lore for each dynasty, and I said, "How does this dynasty make me feel? What kind of power projection do I want to feel when I'm putting these models on the table?" Mm, I love so I that. I took that idea, and then I was like. How do I add rules to that? How can the rules make me feel like this cool thing is happening? Because that's why we're all playing this this game. Well, not all. I can't speak for everyone. I am playing it because it is just like it's storytelling with a game on top. Are you kidding me? Of course I love it. I love to say that AOS is the place where all the voices in my head come together, like, <laughs> like to play. It's it's got that like competitive appeal, the the spike. It's got the creativity, the storytelling, the narrative. Like prior to breaking my hand, I was a pretty decent painter and sculptor. Um, sure. Like I'd throw pots and stuff like that, and I, I made my own jewelry. Um, mm -hmm. And then like you know a lot of that fell apart. And um, I didn't keep up on my painting and drawing. I started to do little doodles again. That's like the first step sure. of getting back to like to getting back what I'd lost. Um, Absolutely. But like painting has been like just the like I like touching things with my hands and doing stuff. That's why I love doing oil pastel and chalk pastel because yeah. you're like in it. You know when you're it's, when it's you... an intimate yeah. model painting, especially it's intimate. And yeah. I really went into my artifacts with that attitude. Because think about how much time you spend painting your army. Do you want to put those on the table with artifacts that feel like they're just there to serve the rules? Or do you want to put them on the table with artifacts that make that model that you put so much time into come to life? And be good. Mine aren't balanced. Playing games my whole life and being an artist and a writer does not a game designer make. <laughs> um, mm. I I understand that some of mine might be a little broken or n not even good, depending on who you ask, but I, I did my best to take both the game part of what I love about it and the fantasy that I love about it and kind of mash them together until I have something that I would be like, this feels cool, and I, I'm excited to use this on Saturday when I meet up with my friends. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love that you're approaching it from the the emotional aspect and the and the the narrative aspect. Like me with my weird skepticism and like superior logical brain and like thinking I've been a very like I'm a dirty creative, but thinking I approach the world right. I've just realized that I've been wrong about even how I see stuff the whole my whole life, and I've devalued emotions way too much for way too long. And that was as a what I realized is that this is like a essentially a survival mechanism when I was younger, but now I'm like older and betterer and recognizing that like actually like kind of like the passion, the emotion, the like the that stuff 
is is like what keeps me invested like you can logic your way to all the like the big brain strategy plays but then it's solved you can never really right. solve passion no you know? never can so, only feed it right yes um so uh so we've we've laid our cards on the table we said uh essentially our premises are our first principles like how we approach this uh i know that sj and doc king had like a pretty uh, sj specifically had a had like one of his main principles was like i want to entice you to not take amulet pretty healthy design space to work in right like and uh yeah yeah and uh which reminds me one of my goals was also to to push things into interesting design spaces uh developers can worry about the numbers to make shit balanced later um Mm -hmm. i wanted to push things very specifically into a design space where someone goes oh man i would love to i can never I can never go back and make that artifact where uh, uh, the the shout effect first. I could never do it. Uh, oh no! Forever not mine. But I could push. I've stuff got into- Johnny in my list as well. <laughs> you got Johnny. Oh, yeah. there's there's combos in here. I'd love to talk about Sylvaneth. I you know uh, Sylvaneth came up. So we've we've done uh, we've done chaos. We're working on death. Uh, so we got to do a destruction faction and uh, order faction next uh, on the uh, great enhancing. I landed on Sylvaneth. I want to talk to Sajil. Uh, and uh, maybe someone else, uh, Penny. I'll, we can we can wrap off the show. Uh, and I landed on on Sylvaneth because I d- the the fear with doing something as long lasting as the Great Enhancing is that new books come out and instantly ruin this type of content. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went with like some safer stuff earlier. Or even sure. if corn comes out, then we get to say that they still are good ideas. Exactly. Um. Thanks, James Workshop. <laughs> gets yeah we'll see we'll see we'll talk about it Uh, actually maybe i'll do a poll i'll do some sort of poll what what which ones would people like more make it interactive you know well sylvaneth are beautiful i want to hear about sylvaneth (laughs) yeah yeah i think sylvaneth is a good is just a good i mean passion drives a lot of what i do uh you know guests come on because they have a passion for the thing it's not even necessarily Mm -hmm. you know like um you know you were as you know sj was like yo dude loves svg i'm like good enough for me <laughs> love them the pa- loves them um so it's the passion driving it like i'm not looking for the best developers in the universe i think and I, I i allowed myself on this this rabbit hole for this specific reason uh when the dok book came out this most mm-hmm. recent one i looked at it and i saw a, a a book that was made with passion I looked at it, I'm like, the numbers, yeah. again, numbers are numbers. You can fix numbers. Yeah. Who, who cares about numbers? Oh, and they're good, but it was passionate. Right. There's like, they, somebody went through and they're like, I want this, I want to, like, like, think about when you're, when you're a kid, cast your mind back. And when you're just like, you're grabbing hold of toys and you're going like, this should do this thing. And you're like, and you're just yeah. getting excited and it almost doesn't make any sense to you. Or it doesn't make any sense to anybody else, but it makes sense to you because you're just like yeah. in the mode. And you, that's where I want books to be written from. And I mm-hmm. want Games Games Workshop to have people on every single book that is, any one of you in chat gang right now who is like utterly in love with your army, I want someone like you working on that army's book every single time. Because you're going to see the passion, you're going to see the creativity come out in the ideas, you're going to see the design space that that stuff goes into, like stretch and, and go in weird directions. And then I want a mm-hmm. developer who is cold, emotionless, loves nothing, go back through <laughs> and fix it. Yep. Like 100%. <laughs> like that's that's what I want for that's my I if I were James Workshop for a day and yep. the theory is I might be in a Tyler Durden sense. Uh 
Weren't we all James Workshop? <laughs> Aren't we all James Workshop? His name is Robert Paulson. Yeah. Um, so it just there. So um, to that end, uh, there are some good artifacts. I don't know if we want to go by and go, this is good, this is bad, or if we want to just like jump right in. You want to maybe name some highlights of artifacts that you thought were good, really like this goes in the direction. I didn't want to mess with that. Name like, artifacts that I've used. There, um, perfect. Yeah. You know, let me let me pop open the books so that I don't get them wrong. But um, I'm going to go out on, like, I'm just going to say I really haven't played Legion of Blood or Legion of Night a lot. That's fine. Uh, Nobody has. I played Legion of Blood a lot in, you know, the Legions and Cash book because they gave me Flying Blood Knights. And how could you ever take that away from me? I'll never, ever get over it. Um, so, Terminus Clock. We've talked about this. It's cool, it sounds awesome, and it messes with wizards. I play against Zinch a lot. I use Terminus Clock. Uh, Sangrison is a dope artifact to give to a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon. Um, it's boring, but good is usually what I find in Castellai, uh, specifically Fragment of the Keep, which so, is the minus one to wound. So so uh, my my problem with Terminus Clock, I would just make mm -hmm. it an auto-unbind. I, I mean, would too. A minus one to cast. I said I wasn't going to fix artifacts. I told me it. I, I made him. I don't want to fix artifacts, but I fixed a couple anyway. Uh, and then I just fixed Terminus Clock. This is such a sweet item, but like it should just be an auto-unbind, right? Like, right. I mean that's. I agree. It's so metal. Like it's bow. it's yeah. good, but it's I get like I I think that it could be fixed, but it's still not bad. Right, it's not bad. Like minus one to casting. You're talking about your like your 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 double casters or your your triple mm -hmm. casters. Like it's it's hitting, you know, it's yeah. hitting every one of them. And it's it's throughput. Like like you said, it's hitting everybody. It's it's efficiency. It's, it's all the wizards have a minus one, which yeah. is which is pretty dang good. I mean, situationally, it's it's actually better than just saying one auto unbind, right? So, and I I use fragment of the keep a lot because when I'm fighting a melee army, like minus one to wound in a six inch sphere, like for enemies, that's great. Especially if you're playing against like a melee blender army, like every little bit counts. It's not the most huge and exciting. I think that fragment of the keep is boring, but it's good. Uh. I use standard the Crimson Keep a lot as well because I play against KO. Minus one to hit for uh, shooting weapons. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. Yeah. Because every attack that I'm getting thrown at me is shooting. So it's... They're good, but they don't make me like... I, I don't get like excited to yeah. use that. Yeah. It's just it's, a thing that happens. It's just numbers. Right. This is yeah. this is the worst type of for me the worst type of artifact is it's just numbers. Yeah. Like it, it it like they can be the most efficient artifacts in the game, which is what you end up seeing happen because I mean, unless something that is random is such a good effect, and you're gonna see this come through in some of my design here. Um, unless the thing that is happening is such a good effect it's worth the gamble, people tend to just go with the it's just numbers, like it works good thing. Yeah. Right. I'm um, going to make a lot of enemies right now. Uh -oh. And I'm going to say three three things. Uh -oh. Arrow Hammer is fun. Yes. War Scrolls is where the numbers should be. Artifacts should be fun. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I love that. I Fight I, the internet. <laughs> 
fight me, internet. You won't. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I hear Legion of Blood, no, I understand the mis the the misnomer there. Uh, it's very easy to do, Lord Whale. Uh, Blood Knights are the Castle Eye Dynasty thing, but when you hear Legion yeah. of Blood, you Blood Knights, you automatically think. Well, that's where they used to be. Sure, that too. Like that you used to run Blood Knights in Legion of Blood because. Like I said, flying blood knights. Who doesn't like that? They pseudo it's fly awesome. now. They have over. They have over. Well, yeah. I know it's not as good, but I I like it. Dare I say better? Because I like trampling people and like it's better idea, mechanically. The the idea that you like trample through stuff and like you get the retreat and charge too effectively. Um, and then mm -hmm. I like impact hits. So um, yeah, impact hits are awesome. I agree on two of the points. Good. See, my show isn't. Uh, well, no. This show is telling you exactly what to think, but usually my goal isn't to tell you what, what you you should think. It's to tell you what I think and defend my position preemptively. Um, but today we're telling you what you should think. This is the great enhancing. This is how we enhance AOS. Um, so we're going to start out with with uh, Legion of Blood. This is Navarata's uh, sub-allegiance. The one I've seen the least amount of of list building and attempts at making something good out of. Which is weird because it's the one that gets, as I recall, Graveguard is Battleline. And Graveguard are great. I think that's Legion of Night. Oh, is that Legion of Night? Never mind. I don't, I don't I want to be there. Yeah, um, no. actually guys. No, 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 you should correct me. Uh, being correct is, is better than... Uh, no, no, no. Be correct. Um actually is only annoying when it's pedantic. The, we need to be correct here. Graveguard. I thought they Legion got... Legion of Night. I could have sworn it was Legion tonight, but I could I could be wrong. No, no. Checking will correct me, too. Legion of Blood. I don't know. Chat will figure it out. If an enemy unit falls, blah. I don't know. It's not important. Legion of Night is oh, no. Vargeist's uh, Battleite. Uh, Graveguard Battleline is with the White King General. All right. Never mind. It's just the White King General. Never mind. All right. Ignore me. I uh, said uh, I'm just gonna fix that in post. Um, yeah, yeah. White King. That's it. Oh, I love that so much better than locking it behind an allegiance, though, because anyone because can take a White King. Great guard. Slap. Yeah. <coughs> All right. So, uh, artifacts. Uh, you want to start? You're the guest. Go ahead and start. Sure. And I will warn chat. Wait. I wrote flavor text. Yeah, go ahead and go first. Uh, so, Legion of Blood. We have the Shattered Drinking Glass. The flavor text is... What is a man? Oh! At the start of the hero phase, when the bearer chooses targets for Deathless Invocation... A miserable pile of secrets! Any <laughs> unit with the Soulblight Gravelord's keyword. We are talking about Deathless Invocations on Heroes. We're talking about it on Monsters. With the Shattered Drinking Glass, you can heal whatever you want when you use Deathless Invocations. I love that. I love that. I, what a, way to set the tone, too, with the uh, Castlevania. Brilliant. I, had to, I had to start with it. Oh. I couldn't help it. No, that's, that's perfect. Um... So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to come back to one of these. Uh, this is one where I've got a, I've got a bonus artifact in it. 
Um, but I have, I think I have, how many artifacts do you have? Um, I have one for each. One for each. So I've got an actual one. I'm going to do both of mine for Legion of Blood then, okay? Perfect. So the first one is called the Bloodsidian Ritual Blade. Um, okay. I, I too have flavor text. The Bloodsidian Blade is a crimson chris. So dark it appears. A glistening black, save for a single pulsing vein of glowing red through the center. It's said this blade is made from the cursed soul blight blood and grave sand. <laughs> uh, it gives you plus one to cast, unbind, etc. Once per game, you may summon 2d6 wounds of summonable stuff. Uh, outside of nine inches uh, of an enemy, but wholly within 12 of the bearer. That's awesome. In your hero phase. So in your hero phase, 2d6, boom, wounds worth of summonable crap. Unbelievable! I, uh, t- <laughs> I just stole uh, an old GA death artifact and made it a little bit better. Uh, because sure. the ritual blade being gone is a travesty, but just summoning 2d6 worth of crap isn't enough to entice someone to take this. And uh, no. it's a ritual blade. You should have a plus one to... You should just have a static. I yeah, don't like sure. once per game effects, like, in general, unless they do something absurd. 2d6... Yeah. Like grave, you're gonna summon Graveguard because it's the best th- thing you've got. Um, yeah. Like getting twelve Graveguard is pretty fucking good, but on average you're gonna get seven. Uh, I don't know. Is that is is just getting seven Graveguard better than a a a uh, a amulet? Ethereal? Um, I would I, I I would say probably no, but it's more fun, right? And that's why I entice you with the plus one. Yeah. So so that's the Bloodsidian Blade. And then uh, this is the uh, this is the uh, the Lord of Death artifact. Uh, he developed it, or he designed it. I developed it. Okay, right. Give it to me. Uh, one of the nine. The bearer of this uh, uh, flavor text first. Could it be? Is this one of Nagash's famed nine books? How in Shaiish did it come to you? No matter. Nagash is a jealous, inevitable ruler. Hold tight, for in time both you and the book will be returned. The heat. The absolute heat. <laughs> um, the bearer of this tome uh, from worlds past can choose three spells between the lores of Vampire and Lore of Death Mage tables. They receive a plus one bonus to cast, unbind, etc. And may cast one additional spell uh, during their hero phase and unbind one additional spell during their opponents. Should the user roll double ones to cast or unbind, they are slain outright. Oh no, I love it. We love to see it. So that's incredible. It's got big Necronomicon vibe. Doesn't it? It's it's so good. Yeah, so uh uh so like the other thing about this is like I the it's design space good. I want people to imagine <laughs> Mark of the Destroyer for nerds. Uh the thing I want people to imagine is like what if Every one of the nine books, like two of nine, three of nine, like yeah, seven, yeah. Of, seven of nine, clearly the best, uh, right? Um, but if you did some, if you did Obviously. like nine books and you designed one for each of the sub allegiances or each mm-hmm. of the Mortarks or something like that, and had that artifact, like had an artifact that was one of each of the nine books of Nagash, uh, spread out across the Death Armies and stuff, that would be some metal ass design space. Yeah, it'd be fucking sick, right? But yeah, like the notion that like Nagash will steal your fucking soul through the book is pretty metal too. Right, so. <laughs> he's always there. Um, so 
so Legion of Night, you're up. Legion of Night. Uh, this is my this is my Johnny combo artifact. We have the Cracked Sylvanian Mirror. This discarded testament to vanity now reflects only the paranoia of its bearer. Increase effects that would allow an enemy to model to deploy at least 9 inches away from this model to 12 inches. That's awesome. That, like, this kills the crab for so many people. <laughs> so we're talking... We've got Legion of Night. You know you're taking man from it. He's got his teleport. He can, you know, zoop all over the place. But now, let's say you've got a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, Foot Vampire Lord, Necromancer, whatever. Deep yeah. Strike suddenly got a little less scary. This is the tricky faction. They're supposed to be paranoid and, you know, always watching their back. It's huge. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's, and, oh man, that's, that's just like, that's the shout moment, I think. And the, it still gives the opponent a chance. You can that, roll boxcars and get a 12 and still get the charge. Right, yeah, and, and that would be, that creates a hype as fuck moment. Because of course you're going to yeah. try to roll it anyway, right? You have to. Like, it's, it's, it, oh man. See, I love, this is, this is the shout artifact of this cast. Unless, like, it, uh, the design space... Oh, you've got more? No, but, like, the, oh, the yeah. design space of, like, across the game, that's the type of artifact where I'm like, you could put that in anyone's tome with the right reasoning, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. and where that pulls things to go, what it does to shooting, because now instead of nine-inch, like, drop, drop and pop from nine, you're looking at yep. drop and pop, like, from 12, and then I'm setting my screen 12 out. Yep. Right? Like, and... So There's now, so much interplay with it, right? Yeah, like the 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 Fibonacci sequence cues, and I start like seeing the game. Yeah, and, yeah. No, I like that. Hasn't peaked yet. And yeah. The the way I came up with it is I imagined, you know, classic vampire trope. They can't see themselves, but they're using it to watch over their back. Why else would a vampire have a mirror? Brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, this is Eno's final form. Um, so I, uh, so my Legion of Night comes with notes. I say, first things first, remove Morbeg's claw from the book and issue an apology note. And then add back the Von Karstein ring, a.k.a. the Ring of Immortality. Uh, mm -hmm. Travis, I got you, fam. Uh, Ring of Immortality, when you die, it's, you're supposed to roll on a three up. You can be placed back on the table within 18 inches of where you died. Um, we're getting rid of that. Uh, you turn into a fucking bat or a bunch of rats or a mist or something like that. We add in some flavor text. And you end up anywhere on the table you want uh, at a D3 wounds. Uh, and you do not roll for a three up. It just works. It's a fucking artifact. It's the Von Karstein ring. You just do it. Okay? My man. So that's uh, that's uh, Morbeg's Claw is removed from the game. Uh, it's uh, Morbeg's Claw is the definition of a problematic artifact. Uh, it gives, it suddenly makes Nagash a plus five to cast, which is just bonkers. Uh, no, you know, this is no, please no. But also it has a weird penalty for no reason. That is like the lightest sort of slap on the wrist it could possibly be where like now you can't move. It's just a, I don't like the design right. of it. I don't like where it's at. I don't like what it does. It's a once per game, which automatically makes me not like it. Um, Morbeg's Claw, no. So there you go. Uh, so... 
the solution to what you wanted kicker is just bringing back an old artifact with like a slight update. Uh, but then the artifact I added was the betrayer's cowl. Not to be confused with the betrayer's crown. Okay, that's that was a. Those are all gone apparently. All those artifacts from an entire generation of like warring are just lost to time. Um, oh, someone use your sword. Robot detected. Not today, uh -oh. robot. He's gotten a woe face. A woe, what's this? Yeah. So uh, the ancient. Uh, so this ancient object is woven from shade spider silk taken from the darkest parts of Ulgu and imbued with ambitious magics that seem to wipe the wearer from the very minds of those who gaze upon them. The few bold enough to wear such a trinket often find betrayal goes both ways. Uh, so I'm going to self-plagiarize with this one. Uh, you get the assassin rule. Uh, this was from, uh, Shit. this was from, uh, the sort of episode that started it all where Vince, Vince Venterall and I redid the generic magic artifacts, um, enhancenated them, you might say. Um, so you can stash a hero, uh, cap it at up to nine wounds. Nine wounds is just mm -hmm. like the number that Games Workshop uses for everything. So you can't sure. stash a dragon. If we, if some problematic unit comes out that is like nine wounds and just absolutely should not be given this ability, we drop it down to mm -hmm. six. But nine is okay. to keep it consistent with their design. Uh, they say nine wounds for a lot of stuff. Nine's our cutoff here too. Okay. Um, again, if problematic unit, we can we can numbers are numbers. Who cares? Sure. Uh, in a unit per the assassin rule, and just copy its text, whatever. Uh, furthermore, once armies are set up, but before the beginning of the first battle round, select an enemy hero. Six is the hit, and uh, I'm gonna immediately nerf this because uh, I'm ready to get back to myself right now. <laughs> Six is to hit, inflict 1d6 mortal wounds. One's to hit, deal 1d3 mortal wounds to you. Okay. So, if you want to be less fun and more balanced, it does two mortals and ends the attack sequence and one to you. Sure. It's the, you're already that's getting, not why we're here. You're already getting the assassin rule, so like, so we don't need to also do a d6 mortals. You can drop it down to sure. two, two and one. Uh, but I like the idea that it actually like betrays you and starts hurting you and stuff. Yeah, I like that. That's very cool. So, uh, Virkos Dynasty. Oh, we're going Virkos next. Uh, okay. What did I? Yeah, let's do it. Did, what did I? It, it saves my cool ones for last. That was Legion of Blood, Legion of Night, <laughs> Virkos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, we have the Olfencarnian Hunting Horn. Okay. In the woods surrounding Olfencarn, all are prey to the Virkos. In the hero phase, you may say this: the user, bleh, you may say the bear will blow the horn. You may remove the bearer from the battlefield and set it up within three inches of any friendly direwolf unit and at least six inches away from enemy models. So, how 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 are we using this? Like, what's your intent when you went in with this? My intent when I go in with this is, let's say you've got... Let's say you're running really wolf-heavy. Like, let's say you're, you've gone double down on Virkos, you've got Veladama, you've got Radicar. This incentivizes you to ban out your Dire Wolves. And then, let's say you're running a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon. He blows the horn. Suddenly, he doesn't need that giant movement. Saves yourself a cast. You don't have to cast Amethystine Pinions. You can cast Mystic Shield instead. You're suddenly on the other side of the table, not from nine inches, six inches away. The The design space that I was in when I thought of this was specifically the wolves, 
and the, the concept that when you see one wolf, that means there's others yeah close yeah so instead of the six you get or instead of the nine you get the six because the trap is already set the yeah. wolves are already there well and, it's and, the wolf you don't see that comes in and destroys your shit right and and your your opponent's gonna like lose to it the first time every time mm -hmm. even though you told them what you're learn. about to do and then they'll learn right that's the type of mm -hmm. artifact where they're like oh this is six inches i need to be worried about and like you'll yeah. be like this is what i'm going to do to you and then like it'll be turn three and they'll forget and then you're gonna Dude, <laughs> I love it. Uh, wolves as trees. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. T uh, in Soviet Russia, the wolves are the trees. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Built-in counter, like Northrak said. Just kill the wolves if you don't want it to happen. Yep. Kill the wolves. Yep. Perfect. Uh, I do like the Jackie Daytona's toothpick. Uh, yeah, normal human that. bartender. Uh, very yep. good. Yeah, no, that, that one's great. Ulf paints. Uh, which reminds me, if you have an idea for your own artifacts, put them in the comments in the down there part on the YouTube video. Obviously, in chat gang, you throw them out there. Uh, any artifacts that you're serious about, uh, DM me them. Uh, on Twitter is best. It's the one I check the most. Otherwise, Discord. Um, and I'm making a master document of all the artifacts we make here officially. If your artifact is cool enough, the if the Shadow Council thinks your artifact is cool enough, we'll add it to the master document as well. And if you want to play in your narrative games with our uh, enhanced artifacts you very well may the good ones yeah the good artifacts right <laughs> uh so my artifact is the moon slicked cloak Ooh. uh little bloodborne inspiration on this one by the way well, uh can't fault you for that because it's a perfect game it is a perfect game isn't it uh a bulky winter cloak once used to keep the mad scholar warm late nights researching the virkos unique bloodline before his poetic end it still shimmers with dark moon dust and more Organic remnants. Gnarly. <laughs> uh, so roll a die at the beginning of the game. After armies are set up, but before the first battle round, this, the common language you see. Uh, if the result on the die is even, this artifact works on even battle rounds. If the result is odd, this artifact works on odd battle rounds. Okay. Uh, if it's a six, it works uh, for the duration of the game. This die roll may not be augmented or modified in any way by any ability whatsoever. Looking at you, fake dice. No, you can't. You can't. No, like any future thing that happens, any tournament rerolls, you can't. Nothing. Okay. The user of this artifact may run and still charge. Furthermore, all melee attacks made by the user, not including their mount, are done so at an increased negative two rend and deal plus one damage. So. Uh, I noticed hey, that this has some gas to it. I thought that it yeah. being random might compensate for how powerful it is. Yeah. Uh, like, I wanted to make a minus three artifact, a minus three rend artifact, and that's just what it does. Sure. I thought that, like, this would be comparable to a minus three rend artifact. That's just, yeah. that's what it does. And it sounds cooler. <laughs> right. But since it's, like, half the time, mm -hmm. or sometimes less than half the time, if you get even battle rounds, right? Um, right. And then, like, 16% of the time it can be all the whole time. I thought that that sure. might compensate for the fact that it's, like, it is a powerful effect. Run and charge is good. Yeah, definitely. Not great. There's usually ways to also get it instead, in sure. especially in Virkos. So, mm -hmm. so like, um, run and charge is good. Put you're gonna, You want it on your Vlasda, right? You're fucking throwing yeah. it on a, on a Vlasda. Um, so knowing you're going to throw it on a Vlasda, adding two rend to the Vlasda, I'm like, okay, so we can drop it to one rend and one damage. Easy. Again, numbers are sure. numbers. One rend, one damage. Um, 
we can modify it to be where it only works on uh off of the charge. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can. My favorite one is that you can't use command abilities uh, those turns that this artifact is active. Um, That'd be a good way to balance it. But if I do that, I want it to be plus two, uh, minus two red, plus two damage. Yeah, it should bump it up to just silly oh, levels, like bonkers. Like because command abilities in three are just too, too good. Right, you need them. Right, and so I think that if we, I think my my. My uh, so this is my like proposed to the developer. I propose this, and they go out and they play test, and they go, "This is too good." Then my then second, they yell at you. <laughs> then they yell at me for going into too weird of a space, and I'm like, "But it's fun, isn't it?" And then I'm going to tell them that then turn off CAs for the turns it works, but then bump the damage to rent two plus two damage. So it's like yeah. sick ass bonkers, but the downside is like is sure. kind of brutal. Yeah, for sure, I like and, it. Um, all right. And then uh, I go to Castle Eye Dynasty next, and then end on Evangori. So, if you want to do... So, Castle Eye is my wordy one. Strap in, folks. Yeah. We have the Shard of the Impaler. Shard of the Impaler, one second. Yeah, the roll is fun. Isn't it fun? It's one thing, one extra thing to remember, but it also, like, it evokes the narrative aspect of, like, the reason you're rolling is, like, where's the moon, like, it's like a moon transformation type thing. Like, like playing that with the werewolf vibes, like, the narrative is in there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so so there that that's where I, my head was at. Like I wanted something werewolfy, and you know, that that's Definitely. where I went. So moon phases came to mind. Rolling a die, like mm-hmm. that's where I went for that design philosophy. Yeah, um, rolling is rolling dice is fun, especially when it's just rolling like add die to that's, do something powerful. That's why we're here. Right. All right. All right. Uh, shard. Reset it real quick. We have shard of the impaler locked deep within the shifting keep lies the cursed deathlance of a once feared blood knight. Once per combat phase, pick one of the bearer's melee weapons, mount excluded. If the bearer slays a model, pick a number of units based on the wound characteristic of the slaying model within six inches of the bearer. One to five wounds, one unit. Five to ten wounds, two units. You can heal up to D3 wounds allocated. If no wounds are allocated, you can bring stuff back with a wound characteristic of D3 or less. I love that. So you're coming in with the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, which you know is going to start shitting on stuff the minute that it gets in combat. But the I, I imagine just, like, obviously I went Vlad the Impaler with this, this design space. That's great. Just sticking people, bringing corpses back from those dead victims. Just the, the middle of the board is just a bloody mess. Yeah. See... I, I like what we're both you're we're about to be on the same page very thoroughly mm-hmm. in a second. Um sure. We both wanted more undeadiness to our army is something that happened. Because like undead for me is somebody said like the last uh, last rank cast or the rank cast before that that like undead should probably summon a little bit more and mm-hmm. chaos should summon a little less. Agreed. Like and and I I didn't I didn't say it and it wasn't even a death player that said it. I think it was a chaos player. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I, I go back yeah. to, like, when in doubt, when it comes to Age of Sigmar, cast your mind back to when you were a child imagining playing Warhammer, right? And, like, mm-hmm. the the fun part. Remember fun, you know. Uh, right. That's, it's, it's, it's quintessential. And one of the things that got me into death to begin with was, like, 
I love that I could just like summon zomblers onto the field and like yeah. when I when I died my zombies would explode and stuff. Like I thought that was the cool because if you killed the necromancers, everything in the radius had to take a shock test, essentially, mm -hmm. or a, a break test, at, or right. explode. Like you had yeah. to keep like your leadership around because your leader, all the stuff's leadership was tested on. I I, I actually enjoyed that. I don't. It's too sure. finicky to do it now. Like please no. But like yeah. having things that feel like that still is right. good. It, for me, I like the summoning, and in the where I wanted to go with this is like the cool part about death summoning to me is you're not just like opening portals and shooting demons about out. Mm -hmm. I'm messing your dudes up. And then I'm bringing them back on my side. These are my dudes now. Yes. Which is what I love about death. Right. It's like, those are, those are mine. Yeah. Well, like, the Legion of Nagash battle tome has a great scene that they describe where, like, where, like, as, like, when, when, uh, when the Age of Sigmar started, right? Like, the, the, mm -hmm. the Stormcasts come back. And then, like, Nagash, like, like, he, he did the Shaq meme. Like, he wakes. And, like, and then, like, he just, like, standing up necrotic energy erupted out and killed everything and that stuff before it could even hit the ground was raising up undead and they're just charging towards the next stuff and obviously like we play like a simulacrum of the narrative of the game right sure. like and like that notion of like they go on to describe like no sooner than they could kill stuff was it being like resurrected to like fight the thing and I remember there's this great scene in World War uh, World War Z underrated by the mm -hmm. way as far as zombie stuff goes I think but um, there's this scene where, like, the Zomblors are just, like, trying to climb up over the wall. They're using each other, and, like, they start to look like ants. There's yeah. a scene described like that where, like, they're trying to, like, there's, like, I don't know if it's, like, a demon prince or, like, a blood letter or, like, a, a, a greater demon of corn or something like that. And, mm -hmm. like, he's just, like, killing the undead in swaths. But, like, as he's killing them, they're resurrecting it just, like, to where they just, like, eventually just, like, uh, like elephant ant him to death or army ant him to death. Like, we just... Right. And I like that personally, right. and I like that our our death effectively has like hard caps, or our summoning has hard yeah. caps on one the stuff we bring back summonable. Mm -hmm. It's very specific what we get to bring back, like you know, very specific, way more specific than Chaos's summoning list, and it's yeah. it tends to be stuff you've already invested. So, yeah. f with a couple of very exceptions, my summoning blade that I mentioned earlier, you're gonna have twelve extra, uh, you know. Graveguard dudes, yeah. yeah. When you show up, to, but See, that's yeah. I'm, I like the undead aspect of death. Um, I, I'm, I'm the vampire werewolf fanboy though. Like, I like the, just, what I love about vampires is that they're like, indulgent to the extreme, and they're petty and fancy, and they're pretty. Like, they're just, they're such a a perfect reflection of what you'd want the good guy to be. Yeah. And that's what I love about them. And they're tragic. It's it's a bummer to be a vampire. It's not fun. So I think this is the first official true rabbit hole. We've had adjacencies, but not true rabbit holes. Like That's why I think like horror or, or monster stories are so compelling. Is that like, is the things that make like the best monsters the best? is usually that there's some aspect of, like, the hero totally inverted, right? Yeah. And in that sort of dark mirror, that that reflection, you sort of, like, you find the sweet spot in, like, sort of, like, what it means to be human or, or in in our world. What is humanity is when we have that sort of right. rev reverberation between, like, it, this inversion of good altruism, like, 
things that we consider to be good stuff and you know not and and the tragedy right. of vampires make them relatable right mm-hmm. that's why magneto is one of the greatest films he's so like not only is he yeah. based in like super I get it yeah like not not only is he like super based in like left pilled and stuff like that but also cuz he's a fucking anarchist um but also, like, he's very relatable, and, like, you see how his tragedy l- rolls into him perpetuating tragedy, mm-hmm. and, like, you, you yeah. get it, you know, like, like as much as I love a good, like, uh, like Twister-style, like, monster movie, where the, the monster mm-hmm. is incomprehensible, what, I, what really resonates with me is the monster I can kind of understand. Yeah. So. It's when you start questioning, oh, shit, they're right. <laughs> when when you when you start saying like i kind of get where the bad guy is coming from is what makes it for me <laughs> like you know a, a decision here a bad choice there right like i i get i get it how they got from here to there if 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 yeah. they got dealt a slightly different hand they might not have ended up the bad guy they might have been the hero right yeah yeah it's it's, it's awesome fascinating stuff we may be the bad guys, but we aren't the bad guys. We're not bad guy. Yeah. Oh, fantastic movie too. Uh, Aerith lives like like fucking spray painted all over. <laughs> Excellent movie. Um, spectacle of draining imbued with power of an energy vampire. Those who encounter this artifact become extremely fatigued, disinterested, and bored. Unit suffers <laughs> from always strikes last, slow and stupidity. I don't mind that. I, I'd like to move always away from last is cool. I'd like to move away from the activation wars, but like. But, like, I, even though it was functionally the same, I liked Always Strikes Last a little bit better than Always Strikes First. It, mm-hmm. it just, um, it, 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 it felt more sensical, like, being lethargic than, like, something being so super fast. Like, you, like I charged you and, yeah, I don't know. Right. Anyway. Now I'm in the killing joke. Well, ugh, cringe. <laughs> I don't like the assault scene, pardon me. Um, kind of breaks the story for me. So, uh, Castellite Dynasty is where I have the most artifacts I fixed. Because I started out with my, like, set of rules and principles for design, and then I broke my own rules as it got later and later last night. Um, and I was looking in Castellite Dynasty, and this is the one that, like, I just jive with. Maybe it's the... I don't know, the, the, where, the, where the Timmy meets the... Where the Timmy meets the Johnny. Like, I, you know, I like the level-up mechanics, like the RPG nerd. Yeah. Like there's, I love Castle Eye Dynasty, so I had all the opinions when it came to this one. Um, so the first thing I would do is change a, three existing items. Okay. S- Sword of the Red Seneschal. And again, this is not... Uh, this episode, this is a victory lap. Uh, future great enhancings, we're not out to fix existing items. We're to make our... Often, well, every person's going to develop and design their own way. It isn't my intent that we just go through the book and fix every item. I don't want this to be a trend that I start now. Uh, everyone look at the corn episode for the template. That's the one you follow. Uh, ignore me right now, okay? Um, Sword of the Red Seneschal, just take the Slaking Blades ability. Yeah. Uh, it, this is uh, this is a slam dunk for me. So the Slaking Blade, uh, it is... You track the wounds that it, it, it allocates, which I, get, mm-hmm. I guess gets a little bookkeepy, but it's fine. Uh, when it deals six wounds... Or, uh, you heal a D3. Plus one damage to the weapon profile permanently for every six wounds you deal. We designed the same artifact. I had that under Castellai, and I was like, do I really want to track charges on my weapon? <laughs> I'm like, 
fuck it, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I like it. You. This is where the interesting thing. Artifacts got too rote. They they're too yeah. normal. They're too boring. They're boring. My artifacts should be a fucking mini game. When I played Warhammer Fantasy Battle, I had a deck of cards for my fucking artifacts and spells. God damn it! It should be a game within the game. Like make them interesting. So so the the um the Seneschal's uh, the sort of the red Seneschal should just be Slaking Blade. Uh, so because I've taken away the Sword of the Red Seneschal's ability, which I think is actually pretty good, I've got a fix for this too. Uh, it goes into the Blood Saint's Shield. Uh, so we okay. move the Sword of the Red Seneschal's effect, because I do like the effect, it's still pretty cool, mm-hmm. onto yeah, the yeah, shield. Uh, and this... Saints, to me, mean martyrdom. Martyrdom, to me, means, like, you know, being hurt. So it rather than when you deal damage, it is... Uh, if an enemy inflicts a wound to the bearer of this shield, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by friendly Soulblight Gravelords units within wholly within 12 inches of the bearer until the end of that phase. So what you have like is you, you have some interesting, like, so uh, the Red Seneschal's sword used to do this, but you had to, like, kill a model, and then that would yeah. happen. It's the same sort of thing, but we're inverting it a little bit in that, like, I want right. you to hit me. So that I can activate my Skellingtons. The opponent has some counterplay, because now I'm not just charging it with my, like, Vlazda, and just, like, I'm going to kill a thing, whatever. And then, boom, yeah. my Graveguard activates. I'm playing some head games with you. Like, hit me! Hit me! Like, I'm, like I want you, you to... Right. You've got that parody of martyrdom. Yeah, yeah. It's like your Skeletons are getting upset, or, you know, weeping before the altar of your dude getting hurt. I love it. It's it's flavorful and it's fun. Right. I like it. Right. And then um and then because subtracting one from casting rolls from wizards within six inch of the bearer is basically lame, it stays on the shield too. So it gets to do two things. <laughs> I'm into it. it. It like if you want you can erase the last line and I don't I literally don't care. But yeah. I like the the I like this on the shield since I co opted the the sword I moved his ability down to the shield, and I made yeah, him martyr. Yeah, for sure. Okay. No, I like it. And then the other thing is the standard of the Crimson Keep. Um, it keeps its core ability. It is good, but add a bravery debuff to it. Like I'm Ooh. riding, like I'm bringing the standard of the Crimson yeah. Keep. You should be yeah. afraid. That's sick. So like we here now. That's the basic. It could be 18 inches. Like it should probably have some par- some some parity with uh, our core uh, fear mechanic. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it might be 12 inches or six inches. It can mm-hmm. be that that amount for the. But like I have the standard of like the crimson keep. Like yeah. be afraid, cowards. The uh, castle is here now. Yep. You're yep. fine. Yep. So like it the same same thing. Like you get the you. Know, but then the castle's here and everything's scared. Um. So yep. that's. Baseline one, it stacks with our, our core thing, so you can actually get a minus three bravery debuff on this, like, charging Calvaris army. It's, for me, that just makes sense. Yeah. If you really want to give some extra spice, however, we could make it instead do the following. This is a, this is a, I'd leave it up to my developers to, like, make the call. Uh, this is an either-or, by the way. You either get the bravery debuff and what it cor- currently does, or you get this. Mm-hmm. You don't get both. This is a... If you want the extra spicy version of the standard of the Crimson Keep. Uh, when you charge, deal impact damage per the Liege Cavalos' ability. Uh, the charge roll, a number of dice equal to the charge roll on sixes, deal mortal wounds. I liked it. 
That's like, awesome. Like, so either or, you can't, you can't. So it's like you have this backbreaking charge, or it's like, yeah, the castle is here. Be afraid, right. and also don't shoot me. Good. I think yeah. that's I, I. I like I like that one like better. That. But extra spice, you get like cool impact hits. I like Just, that. Um, and then the artifact I actually wrote, uh, the Lance of the Crimson King. Uh, this heavy lance is said to possess such wicked power, it can tear rifts. And I always mispronounce rift, so this is deliberate, uh, pun on my own uh, uh, speech. It can tear rifts through the realms themselves and augment the very reality surrounding it, when given enough blood, of course. Um, once per battle, if you slay a model... The combat following a successful charge, you may immediately spend a command point to shatter King Crimson's lance. If you do, Van Helsing's a friendly Castellai Dynasty vampire unit. Ooh. So I like it. That was a King Crimson joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> metal. <laughs> for all my metalheads out there. Um, but basically the idea is like you put this on like a, vamp a white king, whatever, like a vampire yeah. lord on zombie dragon, uh, they hit something with the lance. If they kill something, you say, I'm breaking the lance, spend a command point, and then that unit of blood knights or that second vampire dragon can activate. like yeah. Or gets double That's activations sick. like Van, like Van Hells. A little bit of decision making in that, That's like, you, you want your you want your blood knights to already have attacked, mm -hmm. and, and then you're gonna... And, then, and have gotten that charge. You want the other zombie dragon to already have gotten that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're like yeah, it, when it's overkill, it's way over like so. There's still some decision making on your point part, but this was the one where I was the most. What do I really want to be able to do in this army? Cast Van Hells on vampires. Like literally, yeah. the one thing I want to do the most in the entire army is Van Hells my vampires. Make your dudes, your make your cool dudes even cooler. Yeah. So, um, and then also make a King Crimson joke. Well, yeah. So we got a uh, Evangari. All right, this this is for all the bigs. This is the big army. This is the big faction. We have the preserved terrorgeist fang. This pristine fang ripped from the maw of the first terrorgeist serves to remind the enemies of the soul blight that death is rarely the end. <laughs> Once per battle. At the start of your hero phase, you may return one non-hero monster unit to the battle within three inches of the bear. This unit may f move, fight, and take damage as normal, but may not capture objectives. At the end of the combat phase, this model is slain. I lied. This is your best artifact. <laughs> We're talking about sending your zombie dragon or terrorgeist in to slap... It gets brought down, but it's back again. Full wound profile. It's here to fight one more time. I fucking love... No, this is the shout moment. Um, This is... That's what you want for this crush army. The skull. Yeah, you want to crush the skull, right? Like, that's so good. It's everything Evangori wants. Yes, it is. Especially since you're running kind of like the lighter units. They're like, they're not as power... You know, right? Like, you're... Yeah. Yeah, this is um Frank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I crushed the lance, you crushed the skull. Like, yeah, this is it. Um 
I love that. Microphone drop. Yeah, we can we can quit now. Um, I've got four artifacts left. Or no, I've got three <laughs> artifacts left. Sorry. Um, so Avengerai was the one where uh, I don't. Lo- they're they're all once per games, right? Mm-hmm. That was like their whole shtick, and they're all like kind of like math once per games. Uh, so I redesigned two of them and figuring that you would make one and now we have given them three great artifacts instead of three garbage artifacts. Yeah, for sure. Um so that was that was a cheeky design uh uh thoughts number 1 is I knew you were d- going to design one and now we have three perfect Avengari artifacts, okay? Uh so the first one is Gorvar's gory harness. Now I designed this before I remembered the name of the bad artifact that was his uh collar. And I was going to yeah. make a collar, and then I, like, I was going to call it, like, uh, you know, like, collar of, like, Aether Blood Control or something like that. And then I saw that they already had a collar, so I'm like, oh, well, what's bigger than a collar that also, well, we have a harness for our dogs that we walk our dogs with, so it's a harness instead of a collar, and blah. So I just, like, said King Me on their bad artifact. Sure. So before rolling the effects for Undeniable Impulse, this is going to be a Vangori Lord only artifact. Okay. Uh, you may instead choose to take one mortal wound. If you do so, you get all the good stuff, but suffer none of the bad stuff. Pretty straightforward. Furthermore, you just you just you just get to reroll wounds of one. That's you awesome. Just, you can just do that cuz it's a one Do you know what the what Gorvar's collar normally does? Once per game you can reroll wounds of one. Nothing. That's what it normally does. Yeah. So, uh, like, like as a sort of thumbing my nose at the artifact, you could just, you just do that. Who gives a shit? I, I dig it. Like, I like it. So you could just reroll wounds of one, and then like you could just choose to take damage to like be in control. Yeah. Right. You you pull the leash or whatever. I wrote no flavor text from it because I would just copy pasta Gorvar's uh, flavor sure. text and then just call it a harness instead. Uh, and then the next one I wrote was the Nightmare Veil, which is replacing the garbage, like, yelly artifact. Yeah, the roar thing. Yep. So, uh, the Nightmare Veil, this is supposed to be essentially, uh, the, the mother of nightmares, like, like, uh, like a scrap of cloth from her, her clothing. I didn't get to write flavor text from this one, but this is what I envision this as. And, like, they took it as this, like, saintly garment and, like, started wearing it around like a veil. Uh. Nods to Lady Olander, other other best death waifu. Once per battle, pick a model within six inches of the user that has a wounds characteristic of nine or less and roll a die. On a three up, that model is slain outright. I like it. If that model has ten wounds or more, slay it on a five up instead. Awesome. Uh, if you roll a one, the nightmare backfires. The bearer oh, is... No. Minus one to hit, wound, and save the rest of the game. Oh no. Laukavai's bathwater and backfires. <laughs> so, um, like, here's the thing. Uh, they've started writing into War Scrolls that they don't want you to slay outright. This model cannot be slain outright. So I don't mm-hmm. feel bad about killing big stuff on a, oh, on a, a, a once-per-game artifact. Uh, it's a three-up and a five-up because I want it to be better than, than good. Or, or better yeah. than bad. Like, I want it to be legit. I would compromise to a 4-up and a 6-up. If I must. A coin flip yeah. and, and a 6-up. <clears throat> but I would rather it be a 3-up and a 5-up. I think that's 
Yeah. I think it's fair. I think it's fair that way. It's an artifact. It should be good. It's a rando. Yeah. Lauka Vise Bathwater. I'll take a, a gallon, please. Yes. We're going to rename this uh, here. I'm going to put it in parent a parenthetical right now. Lauka Vise Bathwater. There. There it is. I love it. <laughs> so, I got to go uh, top off on wine. This is usually yeah. where I like leave someone to vamp, is what it's called, by the way, appropriately. But I figure you've got some sort of self-promotion that we could easily say in here before I reveal my bonus artifact. I do. Um, so, vamp for a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I will be starting up my own Twitch again relatively soon. Uh, planning on doing bat reps with people from the Discord, uh, the Heywo Discord. If you don't watch Heywo, do that. But I think all of you do already. Um, you can find me at... Let me grab... I've, I've shoved all of my mouse and stuff out of my way in excitement. But we're going to be doing battle reps. Uh, I'm going to be using some of my art theory to teach people how to paint. Um, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash it's me jupes. We're going to be hopefully doing like a uh, color theory as it applies to model painting series. Um, additionally, I hmm, I don't have much to vamp on. I kind of just want to hang out and tell you guys good stuff that I've been into recently. Uh, go read good books. I have some suggestions. If you like comics, do yourself a favor and go read Headlopper. This comic fucking slaps. And Andrew, uh, Andrew McLean is a brilliant artist and did a lot of really hard work on it, and it's just a lot of fun. If you like Age of Sigmar, and kind of like the super, like, super turned up to 11 craziness for Zeta type stuff, you'll really dig it. It's the best way I can describe it is it's like Adventure Time meets Conan the Barbarian. Um, it is heavy. It is. Headlopper. There are four uh, compendiums, not compendiums, four books out now. Um, it's super good. For any big readers, I just finished Exhalation by Ted Chang. It's beautiful. Uh, if you are even tangentially a science fiction fan or a fan of good writing, go read it. It's incredible. Um, being a writer myself, I, I really like it when you can take a genre that often gets overloaded with mediocrity and have someone really excel. Um, it, it's fantastic. And if you haven't read it already, do yourself a favor, go read it. Um, that you have no excuse not to. What book did you just talk? I'm sorry. My, uh, my cheat about, code is about, usually I listen to the Twitch thing. I was um, talking about Exhalation by Ted Chang. 
Do I, I also do I know him? From, is this related to to some news I know about you? Uh, I don't think so. That's not self promotion. You were supposed to self promote your own book. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. All right. <laughs> we're not. We are. We are early manuscript acceptance. Hey, yeah. Um, uh, congratulations, first and foremost. That's that's better than the manuscript that. I got accepted. So like, awesome. First and foremost, I'm like, I've known you a uh, a very small amount of time, but like, I already feel like we're kind of like we're kindreds. We've got, yeah. you know, similar right. energy. So I'm big, like, I'm a big fan of you. Like, we, we stand jupes around these parts, uh, everybody. <laughs> and uh, and when you were talking about art and stuff earlier on in the show, I'm like, I got, you got to come back on just so we can talk about art. We can just nerd out about, like, yeah. art and, like, yeah. some parallels between, like, you know, like, AOS, but then also indulge in the rabbit mm-hmm. holes, which we're not allowed to do in the Great Enhancing because I got to be on task. Otherwise, like, SJ Arcade gets mad at me. Well, I... I hate to make everybody wait longer, but I really have to pee. No, it's fine. No, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to talk to Chat Gang. No, I'm going to talk to Chat Gang for a little bit. Um, Jupes has good energy. Yeah, uh, he is one of my favorite people I've met in the last, like, no joke, last la- uh, last few months, last year even. Yeah. I know, time is meaningless. It's, you know, we've already covered this last time. Top, top caliber dude. One of the best I've met. Um... Yeah, so uh, he shared his Twitch link up in there. What's a Haywell? Nobody knows. Um, Flat King is sweatier. No, like that's the thing. Most people who who know who I am know who Haywell is. They they basically discovered me via Haywell. And if uh, if you didn't discover me via Haywell, I've I've promoted him so much, you know him now and probably watch him more often because he's you know streams more and stuff and makes better content. I got the funny, uh, so here's the thing. They say don't judge a, uh, judge a book by its cover. Uh, that is wrong. Uh, lots of effort goes into book covers. I understand what people are trying to say when they say that out loud. Uh, and it's, you know, like, yeah, don't, you know, you never know what war is going on inside somebody's head when you meet people, like, you, you don't know. Yeah, based. But books specifically... Tons and tons more effort goes into like the book cover and uh, uh, trying to like evoke something and like and sell you on it to get you to know what you're about to get yourself into and so on and so forth than you than I think people realize. Uh, so like book covers actually aren't a terrible indicator. Like a comic book cover, for instance, comic book covers are an art form almost unto themselves, designed to like get you in a mood. To read that thing. You know. There's something in writing called bracketing. Uh, that's where essentially like the co- a concept you lead with is a concept you end with. You can do it at like uh, in at various points in your story. Uh, Supernatural, the first four seasons, actually has great bracketing. Um, like book covers essentially are like, are like a bracket in and of themselves of a story. So uh, do not harsh on book covers. Uh, and people who buy books based on on book covers, uh, a lot of effort goes into into selling you based on the book covered. And the artists who tend to make book covers are very good at their job. I do have one more recommendation before Boom. we get into. No, it. no, keep going. Um, no, no. See, it's like you never left because I just transitioned into <laughs> like talking about book covers and stuff. The same th- topic. So there was a book series 
when I was kind of browsing around, so working in the field that I do, I listen to a lot of audiobooks because I spend a lot of time by myself. Um, and I've I mean, always so been kind of a big, like, I like the good parts of steampunk. I, it's less, it's less the rote, like everything is steam powered. That's exciting to me. It's more the Victorian ideals mixed with technology and f I find that a lot of that genre is like goofy and fun. Well, it's, you're it's... you're looking at like in like an Enlightenment era, right? Like this is the, right. Like Enlightenment is if you take Turned Enlightenment up. on its like track it was supposed to go before capitalism ruined it all. Um, like there's some there's some there's some good vibes there. Um, so go the the author I wouldn't even consider it strictly steampunk, but I found this book series and I read more about the author and. His first book was self-published, which, like, as a writer, Based. like, I, I, I get, like, the grind. I do. And it did so well that he got a book deal. It's the Tower of Babel series by Josiah Bancroft. Phenomenal read. It's a fucking blast. The characters are lovable, and I, I want to live in that world for a couple days, even though parts of it are dark and terrible. I want to meet these characters and they've for a book that I went in or a series of four books. The, the fourth just came out the first week of November for a series that I went into like, Oh, this will be a fun romp. I can, I can listen to while, while working legitimately resonated with me and was one of those things that wasn't necessarily the most literary thing I've ever read, but really spoke to me in a way that like, I needed in that time. Mm. So if 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 you haven't, do yourself a favor, get it on Audible. The uh, that's how I took it in the first time. the The narrator is fantastic, and it's just it's fun, and it's full of good people trying to do good shit oh. in the world. That's that's like fucked up, and there's a lot of good out. It, I, I won't spoil it. Just just go enjoy it. It's it's so good. Re reset that one more time for me. What What's it called? It is the Books of Babel series by Josiah Bancroft. Uh, you're going to need to give me a list of all these. Um, because, yeah. Yeah, we'll put that in the down there part. People can check yeah, it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, awesome. Um, so not to not to sidetrack too much, but... No, I'm, I'm going to sidetrack further. This is I, We're about to be done in less than two hours. I got to sidetrack. I'm, I'm contractually obligated to side uh, to sidetrack at this point for Rantcast. Um under two hours, tch, disgusting. At two hours, perfect. Um, so first off, cover art. Look at this cover art. Speaking of the best book made in 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 Warhammer so far, this is gorgeous. If I walked into a store that sold me just art, I will have bought this. Like walking out with a print of this. Of course, that this would sell me a fucking book. Are you kidding me? Like. The judging the book by the cover thing. Don't judge a book by the cover when it comes to people. Do judge a book by the cover when it comes to to books, because like they, there's a lot of art that goes into that shit. Um, and it means the author has good taste. Yep, because they got to approve it. Mm -hmm. So um, the other thing I'm going to say is like like you touched on like a couple topics there in in your like steampunk is a, a genre like punk as an aesthetic versus punk mm -hmm. as a philosophy is something that I yell loudly about on the internet pretty constantly. Um, and steampunk is one of those things that has aesthetically taken over 
and sure. the philosophy of it has like totally fallen by the wayside. Um, and that's where already what you're like preaching to me, like sounds radical. Yeah. Like rad as hell. Um, like first off, like the notion of hope punk yeah. coming back right now, because we've been, we got all the gen X like dystopian, like things are fucked. We get it. We currently live in the dystopia. It's time for, yeah. to change gears. So like I vibe with that because I've needed like Kupo and, and the age of the wonder beast. Like I've, or Kipo, yeah. sorry, Kipo and the age of the wonder beast. I've needed like hope. I've needed, uh, I've needed undertale. I've needed things. I've needed a new hope. You might say like, I've, <laughs> um, and it's, I, yeah, yeah. it's, it's dark. It's, there's some, there's some really like unsettling situations, but, it the characters feel real enough to where you can say and it's not even self or insert it's it, you can say i i could see the chips being down in my neighbor doing this yeah i could i could see my best friend yeah going through this and coming out not bitter but strong and I... it's got great strong female leads in it which oh. We we stand that in, yeah, we, in this household. Yeah, we we stand. Chat gang stands that. Yeah, like the more the more diverse, the 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 more inclusive, the better. IMO, you can get at me on on Twitter. I will uh, at mr underscore meph, um, Mr. Meph. Get at me. Like, uh, tell me diversity is wrong. You're wrong. Um, no, I, I, like it's no. I, I like I have lived a dark life. You know, like, I've, I have a violent upbringing, like, you know, I've got the scars to prove it, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I don't have a, like, I don't need extra darkness. That being said, I think it's the people who go through the darkness in that can make it out that most appreciate the light. Some people go through the darkness and get trapped. And I think there's a lot of that going on right now. Is, like, is... Part of the reason I, I like more hopeful stories, Age of Sigmar to me is a story of hope. That's why I like this setting a great deal. Um, like I I, re I actively reject the the Sigmar stories where where uh, Stormcast Eternals become full on uh, Space Marines and they like they kill all the regular people to kill a couple demons too. Yeah. Like I actively reject those stories. I don't mind Shades of Grey in my stories. I don't need a black and white good guys versus bad guys. In fact, I don't like that at all. Right. Age of Sigmar doesn't do that either, by the way. But, like, I actively reject, like, the Sigmar, like, chapter that, like, or, or host that, like, kills a bunch of innocent people. Like, sure. the ones that have lost their soul too much doing that and telling me a compelling story about what it means to be a hero and constantly chipping away at yourself to save people. Love that. Yeah. Like, that's what makes Stormcast super compelling heroes. I mm -hmm. like them as heroes. They're, they're fucking heroes to me. Um, in a world that's kind of grim, dark, and on the brink, and like everything's about to be snuffed out because chaos is still winning. Yeah. Like, so, so like, um, I'll get to that in a second, Dinma. Um, yeah, give us, give us more like tough ladies, all the tomboys, like all the monster girls, like being strong and female and winning, like all of it, all the time. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was just saying, like, for me, Sigmar is a story of hope. 
that's also why I like horror a lot. Which is why mm. I like I like the particular brand of horror I like, which sure. is essentially the compassionate horror and um, even like you know slasher film like featured women as protagonists a lot more than the even though there was a lot of like exploitation and like violence towards women and like the the icky stuff the bad stuff we don't like right. it was also like you have these like feminist icons coming out of the, out of like the horror genres essentially saying like it's because they were the only thing giving us parts where the woman was active in the role or active in the plot or like did something or it was the only thing where we weren't just there to like be a love interest for a guy. We actually got to do stuff. And so you had like yeah. all these feminist icons coming out of like horror, even though again, we had the icky stuff too. Like, yeah. I don't know. So. Shout out to Sweet Blade Sisters. If you like genre films and you like strong women, go listen to it. It's a great podcast. I think I talked over you a little bit. What was that? Uh, if you like genre films and you like strong women and you like female writers, go listen to Switchblade Sisters. It's a great podcast hosted by and featuring women in that world. Perfect. All right. I've, I've uh, officially padded for time. Uh, Wizardry yes. showing up. Uh, tier one sub for 48 years. Saying Merry, years. Merry Christmas. I think that is precisely as long as I have had the affiliate uh, status, which is like an embarrassingly long amount of time to not be partner or anything. Anyway, uh, is Fifty Shades of Grey too many shades of grey for AOS lore? No, that's fine. Um, I could even tell you some positive things about the Fifty Shades of Grey movie, but not the book. So, But you know, Dan Olsen did that better. Um, so my final item. This is a bonus item. I'm going to back this truck up and, and into the Great Enhancing. I'm glad we got the little soapbox moment there for everybody. Uh, Rantcast the, is supposed to be the best show about Age of Sigmar that isn't about Age of Sigmar. So uh, we had to get a, a lot of not AOS in there. Sorry, SJ. I let you down, buddy. Um, bonus items. Vestments of the Rat Prince. This stylish cane and massive fur cloak are said to hold some small essence of the Rat Prince's unique curse. It, it, it's it's a it's a pimp cane, and and a. All right. <laughs> those have seen those who have seen me talk in uh, early on in Haywo's Discord know that I love Kritza. All right. So constraint, uh, you your army must include Kritza. Uh, I deleted it in the copy paste, but it uh, it says it above it. It says your army must include Kritza. So your army must include Kritza to use this artifact. It is not sub-allegiance locked. Okay? Okay. But it is locked to you must include Kritza. Alright? Once per game, 5 plus get back up per Kritza's thing. You rise back up at D3 wound. So his same, like, positioning constraints. It's just... It, he does the, sure. You do the Kritza thing, uh, but you come back at 1 D3 wounds. Kritza takes 1 D3 mortals. So... Yes, this can kill Kritza and reset Kritza back up too. <laughs> that's awesome. That's it's combo. I love it. Uh, that's so uh, like I I was about to like so like I'm like you're gonna come back up at D three wounds. I'm like oh yeah, but then Kritza dies at like it, like Kritza takes D three and like yes, it can kill Kritza as well. So Kritza can like get back up as well. Come back and I love it. Yeah, so, <laughs> that is that is by design. I want everyone to know that. Additionally. I love it. Or in addition to, or besides that, once per game, you may spend a 
command point in your hero phase to summon 1d3 units of rat swarms within 3 inches, split between any combination of this unit and Kritza. That's cool. It gives rat. It gives you a reason to buy rat swarms. I looked at Games Workshop's website before I designed this item to make sure you can still buy rat swarms. I love it. I, it's perfect. It's it's my son now. I love it. Like so, we love no, this artifact. Note that we get two once per games, or because we have. It's vestments. We got the pimp cane and the pimp coat. Cloak, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's um, great. And then uh, you can summon, like, Rat Swarm's models are fine. I, I summon, uh, I, I assume most people are going to, like, kit bash or do their own thing, right? Sure. And uh, you, you'd have to, like, go into a place where, like, you're telling people to buy a different book in the... Age of Sigmar and or go look at the website for the War Scroll. You know, like you're going into a space like that. But Games Workshop wants money, so like I don't think they'd be mad that I'm telling you to... I'm doing the comic book thing where like I tell you to go read this issue of the Avengers now. Right. So. Um, I love it. I love it so much. I, I'm just... I'm lost in thought because... I'm thinking about my my buddy who hates Kritza because he's so annoying. He's not like he's not going to scar brand his way up the table and delete you, all your dudes, but he can do some damage. He's and an extra he Jenny. Back. He's an extra Jenny. Extra Jenny. And my buddy just hates him. He hates his guts, and I love that about it. Uh, upon reading this, I recognize that I brought back the ring of uh, uh ring of Reg uh ring of immortality. I think what we need to do is we need to uh, this get back up instead of having Kritza's get back up rule because I was just uh, it was late at night and I was sh shortcutting by saying copy sure. this text. What it should be is you should come back within like eighteen inches of Kritza or wholly within twelve of Kritza or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. So like to be worse than the Ring of Rejuven the Ring of Immortality in some way because that one allows you to set back up anywhere and mm -hmm. you know and it, you know so like you have to come back. In in range of Kritza, uh, yeah, they can kill, they can kill Kritza and then he won't get back up necessarily. Like right. So I, no, I, I like that. So I think I think uh, I would edit this live and say uh, everything I just said, but the unit that gets back up like must come back in the in, or the model that gets back up must come back by Kritza. Okay. So holy yeah, within like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Penny, dude. Wholly within 18 of Kritza, more than 9 from enemy. Yeah, so, like, mu instead of Kritza's, like, can be anywhere kind of thing, I think it's, like, literally anywhere on the table. Like, yeah. uh, uh, vestments of the Rat Prince, they have to come back within Kritza. The notion isn't that they're necessarily immortal. It's that, like, Kritza's ratly power energy, spe special soul-like curse, as outlined right. by the narrative in the game of Age of Sigmar and the fluff and stuff, is that... um. Yes. I love it. Yes, Kritza is basically Red Skellington, and that's why Kritza's the best. I love it. I mean, you 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 didn't even have to read the artifact. You said Kritza, or you said Rat Prince, and I was immediately like, all right, I'm sold. I I don't care what it is, I want it. Yeah. It yeah. has Kritza's cane, it has his dope cape. Mm -hmm. He looks awesome. Oh, it, he's... It, like... He's, he's got so much attitude. He's so beautiful. Like, when I saw that sculpt, 
And like the like he the all the new vampire sculpts like have this going on for them. Um where like I look at them and they're like those are fucking vampires. Yeah. They have that like that austere that that austere aura that like that like that presence, you know mm-hmm. that but then they've got that like vicious sort of like monster monster thing lurking under the surface. Yeah. Right? And then Laukavai is the inversion of that which makes it also way cooler. But yeah. like the the vampires and for me Soulblight Gravelords is them hitting their stride with having their own identity with their vampires. Yeah, agreed. Everything else, like, we had an entire generation of people telling us, there's a vampire in this, but my vampire's different because it sparkles in the sun. Like, sure. and, and by the way, like, I I uh, I will actually stand Twilight. I think the garbage... I've never seen it. I, I think the writing is, like, blah, but I think people hate it way more because it's girl fiction than it sure. deserves. Um. Like, the, there's some girl agency stuff that I don't care for, but, like, when it gets right down to it, like, I like a lot of bad media for boys. Sure. And nobody ever makes fun of it. Well, you're talking to somebody who grew up in junior high, high school reading Anne Rice, which... Uh, romance novels, basically. Which um, changed me. <laughs> dude, upon a second read-through, like, of, of Anne Rice recently... I, she, because she mm-hmm. re uh, so uh, uh, Barnes and Noble, I work for them. Uh, I found sure. out Anne Rice was gonna like release some new books for like the first time in like 15, 16 years or something like that, and like I'm I gotta go back and read, and like I utterly missed the undertones of the book the first time, like when I was oh like, yeah you know, and I'm like and I went back and I read that I'm like I'm like this is like this is the mummy for like a whole generation of like uh, of like of we'll just call it curiosity feel so I'm not too political and I don't like sure. scrub away people's like identities and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, if you reread this as a love story between like Louis and, uh, and, uh, shit. Lestat. And Lestat, it's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lestat's the abusive boyfriend. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then there's also the undercurrent of Louis and the dude he's talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seeing as I, I play both sides of the fence, that's also why I like vampires, because so do they. Yeah, right on. Like, they've ascended beyond uh, beyond sexuality to be omnisexuals. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's, yeah. Vampires are fun and compelling, and they're the parts of us that we want to be, but also the parts of us that we don't want to be. Yeah, there's that duality. Yeah. No, I, 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 and like I said, like for for me, like this is Soulblood Gravelords is vampires hitting their stride for what Games Workshop can do. This is the I always call it the AOSification or the the KO effect, where we finally got to see what does this look like in this world. Like, sure. I also want werewolves for really real in this world. By the way, yeah, I do too. Like, I love Virkos and where they they've gone with that, and like werewolves and vampires and pop culture. Sure. You have mythology and you have myth. Mm-hmm. And at some point, myth jumps into pop culture. Yeah. And that's happened with vampires and werewolves. And in terms of pop culture, werewolf and vampire are, like, inextricably linked. Right. And so, give me my werewolves now, too. I like Give me you... a unit of three that are just, like, a rip-and-tear unit like Radicar. Just give me a unit that does Radicar's shit without the command abilities. More Bloodborne, yes, I want more Bloodborne in, in yes. but we, we got, like, a good amount of, like, I know there's the Bloodborne 
things that that unit that should have just been like a unit of five and we should have got like a full range of them released but well i love i want to go more bloodborne because aesthetically it's incredible give me give me fancy vampires with dope outfits yeah you will get your werewolves, uh, and you will like them <laughs> it's just it's such a great book and it's it's so fun and like i i i do genuinely love it uh just as like a like every part of me loves it the the writer the artist the, the nerd yeah. I, I just love it's just such a good book and i want people to play it because it's fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's i don't have that kind of like i feel like in some you know nerd communities you want to snatch stuff away like this is my precious thing yeah i don't want anyone else to experience it because it's my i want everyone to play this book i want everybody to like at least like try it because it's so fun i think for me that's something that that like i um i preach i hold dear in aos is that like this is that that i don't want people i don't want them to nerf armies too much i want them to bring other armies up yeah like there are armies yeah there's stuff that deserves to be nerfed but like as a rule i want to share the game and share the passion yeah. and like bring people up like this is why like i under i recognize that i don't like aesthetically jive with certain armies but when I meet somebody who, like, fucking loves that thing, I just want to hear why and how. And, like, I want that, like, osmosis. I want that, like, vicarious, like, love of the thing. Um, I think this game is better when you're passionate, not just for, like, your army, but, like, for other people's armies. But then yeah. also, like, when you're, like, a satirist or a propagandist for your army, we're like, no, no, like, look, this no, is why my army is best, and this is why you should come play it. Like, yeah. if, if you start to think of the game in terms of, like, why others should come play your army, and you think of it from that propaganda standpoint, I think you start to get a healthier view of the game. I'm not talking about, like, yeah. you know, being toxically positive or anything like that. Sure, and, sure. But, like, that, that place of genuine passion where you're like, I love this thing. This is what I love about this. I want everyone to feel this way. Right. That... Because it feels so good. It feels great. It feels so good. It feels so good. Um, I have a... I know I've been talking about Soul-like Gravelords like we both have for a couple hours now. I have, I have some news. Ooh, all right. I will be starting a second army soon. Uh-oh. Don't know exactly what yet, but I think... I, I liked what we talked about with Hope. I think it's going to be Order something. And I know how I know how I get into things, like I do with Soul Blight. So I'm sure people who talk to me frequently will—it's KO. will it's KO, isn't it? You're you're about to not hear me shut up about it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Not to sidetrack too much, but no, it's it's coming. No, so um, I mean, Army Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, I can't do the Boogaloo <laughs> jokes anymore. It's uh, like I don't. Oh, I don't they ruined it. I don't scold folks for shit like that, and I don't like. That's where the um actually guy is the worst. Is the semantical shit like this is, like you know, but like ugh, way to ruin the Boogaloo joke with your yeah. hate, you hate fuckers. Also, you can get at me by the way at m r under m e p h if you a hater. And you want to know why you should get out because haters should get out. Um, Nazis are bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not that on shouldn't Twitter, be. So that shouldn't be. In it. That shouldn't be controversial. Apparently, Games Workshop telling people Nazis 
are bad, and then you just have the people put, like spontaneously glow, grow glasses that were like underlit, like yeah. and and um, actually like table flip. So mad. So here's the thing. I I love <laughs> flaming bees are amazing. Yes, drink. I love being on the talk because I'm not on Twitter. They have no way to argue with me. <laughs> this ma- this machine kills fascists. Rolls dice. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Shout out to Woody Guthrie and uh, and Tom Morello. Mm. They uh, no, I I legitimately like I I just love this book and I'm excited because I picked up this book. Or, you know, rather, I picked up Death in a time when I didn't know shit about the game. I just picked, like, based... Honestly, I picked off the cover. I went and looked through the covers of the books. They didn't even have all of them in stock at the GW store I was in. But I was kid in the candy store. I had my money. I knew I wanted to play with my friends. So I went in and I was like, this looks cool. I don't know who this Nagash guy is, but he, he has a cool hat. Um, so that's Skelop, the book that I bought. Skelopope, yeah, yeah. And I, I want to find once, like something... once again, the book sold you. Yeah, the cover, right? I, I want to find that other book now that I know. Like now that I know more about the game, I... I'm excited to army shop. Is is there? I, I know. I know. Is, is there a full art of these? Because I need, I needs it. Like I know it's uh, out there of, are art it's, prints. It's useless, but I, I need I need a full art of that. Respect the Pope hat. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh chat gang we the show within the show is popping off. You're talking about how much you love your army. Um so normally we go into like close out like a, a yeah. you know, thing. Um, you know, you get the final soapbox, you get to be radical, talk about something you love, like, you know, your passion, so on and so forth. Any tangent you miss, something that came up in your mind, you're like, ah, oh, I want to go down that rabbit hole a little bit. And the closeout doesn't need mean like you know immediately we we stop we can we can we're at two hours and ten minutes which is like a record for my show low like quite frankly so you can you can you 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 can talk for a while here but I gotta talk about this Nazis thing here um I I I, I gotta talk about this Nazis thing here it has never started any good conversation in the history of the world by the way ever <laughs> like I immediately regret those words that came out my mouth but like. Uh, like seriously, Nazis, fuck off. Um, now I am, I am not possessed by uh hatred for you, but I know your end game is hate. Your entire platform, and this is the thing that pisses me off about people who defend Nazis under all their various bad faith actor fucking rhetoric. They always gloss over the fact that the Nazi position is genocide. It is the ultimate violence and a a literal crime against humanity is their literal fucking platform. Okay? Tolerating them leads to net more violence against the entirety of our species. So, like, I don't understand the, like, yo, like, let's just hear them out shit. Let's just hear out genocide? Like, and I am not... Saying, like, always punch Nazis in the face. I guess there's people out there that can bring Nazis back from the brink. But I am saying always punch them in the mind. Every fucking Nazi you ever see forever. They are wrong. You have all of human history on your side. Like, do not give them ground. They deserve none in an argument. 
always, always take them to task, always call them for what they are, and always mock them because they deserve it for being fractally wrong. They are wrong at every level of their existence. You don't end up on Nazis equal good as a position without being wrong everywhere in what you believe. Sorry, I... Uh... You're all right. I, I blacked out. What what happened? Where am I? I was talking about vampires, and uh, I just, um, yeah. Uh, dump cement milkshakes on them, too, by the way. <laughs> Oops. 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 <laughs> Final soapbox. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to follow that up, because I don't know if any of my messages are that strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, go lighthearted then. Go the art, uh, you know, music, uh, mm, uh, funny, lighthearted, an, funny anecdote, a, a proper soapbox, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything lighthearted that I've come across recently. It's kind of hard these days. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Play more games of Age of Sigmar. Buy Tabletop Simulator. This is me. This is propaganda. I am Max Headroom right now for all the olds in chat. Um, buy Age of Sigmar. Play games with your friends. Buy tabletop find people in, yeah. discar in Discord, whether it's Mefs, Haywoes, any Discord. Play games. Have fun. Be nice to each other. Yeah. When somebody posts their painted minis, and doesn't ask for criticism, say something nice. Because, honestly, sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you're not looking for a critique. Sometimes you're looking for people to confirm that you're here. Validation. Be cool. Yeah. Be cool to each other. Like, real, like this is me. This is me. I'm, I'm bleeding heart soapbox. Be nice to each other. Because honestly, that's that's how we avoid a lot of these issues. Real is talk. just just be kind and like. This is a game, but like. The community is important, and it's on us to do the work. We can't we can't expect a company to teach us to be kind to each other. Damn right. We're here to roll dice and to laugh and to have fun and like make stupid jokes, like paint your minis, show them to people, play games in person if you can safely, online if you can't, and just enjoy each other. Like the 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 world is dark, and the game and the setting is dark, but we don't have to be. I think piggybacking off of that, I think we 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 create dark worlds and we can see the darkness because by contrast, we know there's better. You can't think of a worst case scenario or make a bad thing without understanding what is good and undermining it, right? So like the bad exists in our fiction and out there because we can dream and think of a better case scenario. And I encourage people to think of the better case scenario. Like, like all, 
like it, don't don't underrate ideas and being creative and 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 doing cool shit or thinking about cool shit. Like your fucking like Star Trek watch that you got that you talked to was because some nerd thought about some cool shit, and then somebody went, "I'm gonna make that happen." And this is where like a a, a nod towards Hope Punk. I'm not blaming y'all Gen X because I get it. But y'all thought up all the dystopian bad stuff constantly. And uh, I'm ready to like, to throw that, ho- I want to spread some hopium. Get get some hopium in you. But like, beyond the esoterica, beyond the like, in, in influencing the world's thoughts and futures by like having more hope and like writing up cool shit and being more hopeful and stuff like that. On a direct sense, AOS allows you to interface and interact with people directly and be radical and be awesome to each other directly and brighten people's days directly so you know do that man um this has been awesome yeah this has been a lot of fun how can people hang out with you how can they get at you how can they consume your content they can consume my content at twitch tv slash it's me jupes uh they can message me on discord they can that's really it i'm not on social media i i don't i don't engage in twitter i'm on instagram because i like looking at people's outfits and painted models and bands that i like um but i'm i'm not on social media if 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 you're on discord you can get a hold of me i i have my dms open for people I'm in shared servers with. So I'm sure most of the people I share at least one server with and chat, like doesn't even have to be games workshop or AOS stuff. Like just down to chat. Like I'm just a regular dude. Yeah. Right on. Right on. And, uh, I'm Mephisto, your chat gang, the show within the show. The reason I do this thing, remember to drink your milk, pay your taxes, be excellent to each other, always. Because if you're not excellent to each other, we can't party on. So be excellent so, we, so that we may party on, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. This has been the Great Enhancening, Part Due. Soulblood Gravelords, we got 22-ish more of these coming. Good night, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Good night, Jupes. Night, man. <laughs>